Bloomberg. Father's Day coming up on June 17th, and the people behind A1 Steak Sauce just launched a new line of meat candles in time for Dad's Day. Hey-o. <laughs> How's your meat candle? <laughs> Burning at both ends. <laughs> you better get that checked. <laughs> Meat candles. Uh, <laughs> the three cents are original meat, which smells <laughs> like steak. Or, original meat. <laughs> uh, I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. I like original meat. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 68 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The 91st Scripps National Spelling Bee has a champion. Karthik Namani became the winner of the bee after successfully spelling this word. Koinonia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. That is correct. Koinonia, defined as the Christian Fellowship or Body of Believers, according to Merriam-Webster, the 14-year-old champ is an 8th grader from Scoggins Middle School in McKinney, Texas. By clinching the title, he has won $40,000 in cash from the E.W. Scripps Company and also a $2,500 cash prize from Merriam-Webster. The 2018 Scripps Spelling Bee featured the largest number of contestants in history with a total of 516 which, don't you have a cutoff point? I mean, do you just let everybody in who knows how to spell? Quaninia. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, think it, I think there has to be a cutoff. 516 contestants, 41 participated in the finals last night in Maryland. I tuned in for a little bit. It's always fun to tune in. I mean, yeah, that kid could spell Quaninia, but can he spell roundabout? <laughs> roundabout. School. Roundabout. School officials say a fight broke out in the parking lot of West Mifflin High School's graduation Thursday night. Representatives say several adults were taken into custody by police. However, graduation ceremonies uh, not affected. School board president telling Channel 4 the incident is more justification the district needs its own police force. And a local bank robbery being investigated that involved the suspect wearing a T-shirt promoting the very bank he held up. Police in Mount Oliver say the guy entered a Northwest Savings Bank a couple days ago and demanded cash by passing a note to the teller. Police say he had on a T-shirt the bank had recently given away as a promotional item. It actually included the bank logo on it, but the guy did get away with some cash. Nobody was hurt in that. I wish I could say that I didn't know anyone that ever tried to rob a bank that they worked at. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't go well. There was a message on his machine when he got home. Hey, Scooter, it's the bank. Can you bring the money back? Are you kidding me? Nope, not at all. (laughs) Scooter. Scooter's not a good bank robber name. Most Americans believe euthanasia should be legalized in the U.S. A Gallup study shows 72% of Americans say doctors should be legally able to help terminally ill patients die based off their or their family's request. The younger a person is, the more likely they are to support euthanasia. If a person goes to church weekly, they are 60% less likely to believe in euthanasia. Support for euthanasia has been growing since the late 40s. Yet another reason to drink coffee, it makes you like people more. 
which mm. makes sense. A new study from the University of California, Davis, found coffee actually makes you like people a lot more. Most coffee drinkers already know it makes you feel good. Researchers found it also makes you feel better about yourself, which boosts your mood and makes you feel better about other people, too. Oh, I think it sure. just to know. <laughs> it just helps you tolerate everything a little better. Yeah. A little kick. It gives you a little, like a little, a little bit of a, a superpower, and your superpower is um, patience. I'm not falling asleep right now. <laughs> Will, yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it 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 awakens every sort of sense that you have, mm-hmm. and uh, you know your mood is definitely. Pe- that's why the. the like in movies and stuff, when you see people take speed, they're always like, hey, everybody, hey, how's it going? You know, they're never like, this sucks. Oh, my coffee. Oh, that, that. Nobody complains when they're all pepped up. They're all, it's all only positive. Pep is good. I, I've never seen it affect anybody like it affects my wife. Like she can't, sometimes she'll just, she can't get it going until she has a coffee. I think a She's lot of like, people uh, are that way. I don't know. My brain isn't working. Hold on. Let me drink a cup of coffee. Men Superwoman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, actually, pie ends up, you know, if you round it to the <laughs> nearest quadrillionth. In music news, Ann Wilson of Heart set to release her new solo album, Immortal, on September 14th. The album title is fitting, and the collection features 10 songs that pay homage to uh, some of Wilson's favorite artists, all of whom the music world has lost in recent years, including David Bowie. Glenn Fry and Chris Cornell. Meanwhile, Wilson will kick off a seven-city solo tour July 16th in Snoqualmie, Washington, before joining Jeff Beck and Paul Rogers on their aptly named The Stars Align Tour. And uh, that show coming here, and I wish I would have looked up when it was, but I haven't had enough caffeine yet. Yeah, Val didn't get her coffee. <laughs> uh, and Ozzy Osbourne going to soon have another award for his shelf. It's one he won last year. Ozzy was named this year's winner of the Metal Hammer Golden God Award. It's going to be handed out June 11th at the magazine's Golden Gods Award in London. Osbourne won the same award last year as part of Black Sabbath. Other previous winners include Rob Zombie and uh, Rob Zombie and Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Didn't we get like Radio Station of the Year award for that or something last year? Yeah, wait, n- not Was last it, year or a couple of years ago. Yeah. By the way, that show Jeff Beck and Wilson, uh, August eleventh, Heinz Hall. Somebody Thank you very much. Coffee. <laughs> Clouds and sun today. Showers and thunderstorms. Mid eighties for the high at sixty eight at DVE. Well, Joan Jett had her coffee and likes people more, but she's not happy about it. Tonight, on an all-new CSI Pittsburgh, it may have been a Kenny Chesney party on the North Shore, but not for one unlucky ticket holder. What do you got, Lieutenant? A 29-year-old male wearing plaid jam shorts and reef flip-flops found dead face down in an enormous pile of empty twisted tea boxes, empty keystone light cases, and hoagie wrappers. Any witnesses? Uh, Just those two guys over there. Well, fellas, what did you see? Uh, I saw a lot of people who didn't exactly get themselves in shape for beach season, you know what I mean? No, I mean, what did you see as it pertains to the victim? Oh, well, he was standing there. He tried unsuccessfully to get the Let's Go Bucks chant going, and then he uh, barfed up a donut and passed out. Did either of you attempt CPR? No, I didn't make it in to see any of the bands. To be honest with you, I didn't even know CPR was on a bill. I would have gone in to see them. 
What about you? See anything suspicious? Well, if you're asking me, I think he probably had an aneurysm from listening to country music all day. It's enough <laughs> to do anyone, right? Hey, wait, wait. Charlie Daniels is country. You got one of his songs on your tailgate mixtape. Yeah, because you got a song about the Steelers and a song about the devil. Yeah. Gets me pumped up. Not like this Cracker Barrel toilet music he's got going on. Uh, the victim appears to be severely hot, dehydrated, Captain. Yeah, probably because he's been down there since Wednesday when he tied up his 12-foot fishing boat down there behind Bettis' place. Why would he have tied it up on Wednesday for a Saturday concert? Well, he's got to get down here early for all the good spots. Yeah, but he's going to tailgate with you at your dinghy's parked up Aspen wall. At least you wouldn't have to hear this crap music Good up there. Good point by yeah, you. Right, Good right, point right, by right, you. Right, right. You guys hate the music so much. Why are you here? Drunk chicks. Boobs. Drunk chicks, boobs. And cowboy hats. And them Daisy Dukes. You latch on to one before they puke. You get a hoagie into them. You got a shot at this being no pants <laughs> nation. <laughs> you know what I mean? No pants nation. You know what he's saying? Do you hear me? Cause of death appears to be acute intoxication, heat stroke, dehydration. Not so fast, Lieutenant. Not so fast. What's this in his throat? He was digging in the man's chest. Leave the. It was like Silence of the Lambs. He's He's the Silence of the Lambs. Exactly what it's like. I bet there's a moth down there. Probably. Well, well, well. Looky here. Plastic shot glass containers obstructing his airway. Jello shots can sneak up on you. Yeah, it's like Woody Hayes said. Yeah, three things can happen with a jello shot. Two of them are. Bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. It may be the No Shoes Nation tour, but for this guy, looks like it's the No Pulse Nation. Yeah! Oh my god. That's loud. A little unnecessary. But look at this way. At least he ain't got to listen anymore to this NASCAR elevator music, you know? Yeah, he suffered enough. That's all tonight on another episode of CSI Pittsburgh. Hey, Pedicab! 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 How much for a ride at Churchill? Yeah, it's a, it's uh, the DV morning show, and uh, that's BTO. Bachman, Turner, Overdrive. TCB, baby. Taking care of business. BTO, TCB on DVE. I oh, was... man, I used to listen to that uh, at, at TCBY. <laughs> no kidding. Getting some nice yogurt, yeah. Dude, there's, I mean, the song Blue Collar on there. Oh, that's a great song. I mean, that is, it's just such this, like, cool mm-hmm. little groovy, I don't know, 70s-ish. My brother Nelson loved BTO. Oh, what was it to love? Are you kidding me? I mean, first of all, Do not have- only did they introduce you to a little smooth lounge jazzy uh, rock and roll here but they also uh had prudent use of the flanger on the guitar um oh actually it's, it's this one isn't it Do we have right here there you go Do we have four-wheel yeah. drive in there Whoa. listen to that flange oh yeah now we down unfortunately oh yeah flange it up oh hey you this is the like the positive version of the pink floyd song And underrated cowbell song. Some of these, some of their riffs are like if if porn had a budget. <laughs> give me your money, please. That's a good one. So this is from the album Four Wheel Drive. Uh, give me your money, please. Wow, I have not heard that in a long time. Is is it? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, BTO. How about nothing but BTO today? Let's yeah. just do that. I'm, BTO I'm, Friday. We're, we're doing all BTO. Yeah. Sounds like a uh, like a Wilson or a Waylon Jennings song. Um, and his son Tal Bachman had a somewhat of a career. Yeah, still does, still plays. All right, this has been a BTO minute on DVE. <laughs> when we come back, quick sports update for you. Percent. DVE Sports. It's the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta caught in traffic this morning. Bad out there. East accident. Oh, it's brutal out there. Brutal. So I'll give you a quick update on what happened last night. If you just are joining us and just waking up, the Buckos dropped the series opener in St. Louis last night. Blew another save. Oh, man. Oh, Vasquez. Felipe Vasquez. Vasquez is fourth blown save in five attempts, capped by a five-run ninth inning. Oh, this dude's got to change his name back. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, oh, brutal. Pirate starter Trevor Williams lasted five innings and surrendered five runs on nine hits, including four in the first inning. He really bounced back nicely, struck out five, walked two. Bullpen held strong as the Pirates' pitching saga continues. Tyler Glass now, Kyle Crick combined for three innings and didn't surrender a run. The Bucks climbed back from their 4-0 first inning deficit to tie the Cards 5-5 in the eighth when catcher Francisco Cervelli Notched a three-run home run. His eighth of the season, by the way. Here it is. Three and two. And a drive toward left field. Osuna is back. And at the wall, it is gone. No. No, it's off no, the top of the wall. wall. There's no sign from anybody. The third base umpire, Marvin Hudson, went out. Now he's calling it a home run. It's a three-run homer for Francisco Cervelli. Vita Bella! How about this? The Pirates have taken an 8-5 lead. He was so excited. Greg He's Brown. usually excited. Yeah, but. AT&T Sports. I love Greg, though. I mean, they're... Oh they're yeah. yeah. Right now, I feel like he he's celebrating every call with so much more on the line, even though it's only June. Like, oh, we can oh. turn it. We can really go down the drain. <laughs> right. Thank God he homered. Uh, stakes are high. Allowed four runs off three hits in the ninth without recording a single out, the loudest of which a walk-off three-run home run by Yaro Munez. Pirates back in action tonight. James and Tyon for the Bucks. Miles Miklas for the Cards. First pitch, 8-15 tonight. Game three of the Stanley Cup Final. Tomorrow, 8 p.m., Capital One Arena. In Washington, D.C., the series is tied at one there. And in the NBA Finals last night, LeBron had 51. He just went off. 51, and they still lost because J.R. Smith thought they were winning the game with 4.7 seconds left, rebounded a foul shot, yep, and then ran it out to the point because he thought he was trying to play keep away and yep. let the clock run down. And it sent it to overtime. LeBron was like, dude, turn, turn, turn. LeBron wanted to kill him. He was wa- LeBron was walked- wide open at the top of the key. I read he walked out of the um, press conference after the game. He was so pissed about answering the question. <laughs> I mean, they had the game. They and then they went to overtime, and uh, and the cat. You know, you can't expect the Warriors to not shoot the lights out for stretches, and. Going to overtime with with Golden State is not a good idea. 
because they can all shoot. I know we don't really talk about the NBA. Oh. It kind of goes over like a fart in church here. But. Well, it was a pretty big one. So. It was a good game. Warriors up 1-0 there. Metallica, DVE. It is the DVE Morning Show, and uh, Burt Kreischer is going to be staying over for the DVE Comedy Festival and doing a second show, the Burtcast Live. From the Rex Theater. Now, here's the thing. It's the fourth show on our DVE Comedy Festival lineup. We also added Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast, which will be at 4.20 in the afternoon, as it always is, uh, which is a super fun, almost game showy type of podcast that uh, always features his comedian friends and famous people and stuff. You won't want to miss that show. Uh, oh, yeah. That's going to be great. Or the Burt show. Burt cast. He, a slight problem, however. We... Uh, the ticket broker that we're using right now and hundreds of other acts and, and tours are using uh, has been hacked. Oh, Ticketfly. I mean, I always use Ticketfly. When I go to Jazz Pass, I'm almost exclusively using uh, Ticketfly uh, tickets. They got hacked. They're fixing a hack. There was a breach. So they suspended ticket sales for not just these two shows that we have, Hundreds across the country. Hmm. So we don't know when they're going to be up and running again. They might be ready to go by 10 a.m. today. I don't know. As of right now, they are not. So until then, uh, just keep in mind, as soon as we're ready to uh, tell you, hey, it's safe, you better jump on these Burt Kreischer BurtCast tickets. Sold out the night before at the Byam Theater. Burt Kreischer, along with Sarah Tiana, Rory Scovel, Brad Williams, and Bill Crawford. Uh, The Loaded Show is sold out. There are a few tickets available for Doug's show. Those still, again under the Ticketfly uh, banner, so can't buy any right now. But that show is moving briskly as well. Here's some Burt Kreischer telling uh, one of my all-time favorite Burt Kreischer stories. Because I started doing stand-up. I moved to New York six months later. Will Smith sees me do stand-up, and I get a deal with Will Smith. The first time (laughs) I met Will, my dad subtly convinced me that he thought that Will did not want to do a development deal, but that he wanted to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and he and wanted to do it at Planet Hollywood. He wanted to do it. It's a very public place. We had a meeting at his, at, his, at his label, or like wherever he was doing the album, with two folding chairs in the middle of a dance studio. We talked for like an hour, and then at the end of the hour, he goes, he goes, I like you. And then, then mind you, the whole deal was was depending on whether or not Will liked me. So I'm like, awesome. And then he goes, and then he goes, what are you doing tonight? And like, right, I'm like excited. I'm like, nothing. And then he goes, let's go to a movie. And I'm like, okay. And so, and then, and then, and then he goes, I'll meet you at Planet Hollywood at seven. And I'm, I'm like, all right. And I leave. I call my dad. And my dad's like, oh, he wants to query you. <laughs> I write your father one. I go, what? He goes, he wants to query. It's called the casting couch. He's, he goes, he wants to have sex with you. That's what they do. They find young guys like <laughs> you. And they have sex with you. And, he, and I was like, I was like, dad, that's impossible. I just hung out with him. He's not gay. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> he goes, yeah, what's a grown a, man as in the movie? He goes, what's more likely? The fact that you're so talented. <laughs> <laughs>
So I go, what do I do? And my dad goes, show up. <laughs> you do your job, son. <laughs> you squeal like a pig and then you buy me a Take car. a shot for the family. <laughs> so, so I show up to play Hollywood. And I, it's like... <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting in the waiting room and no one's coming out. And then all of a sudden, like, I asked the girl, I go, is Will Smith here? <laughs> She's like, not in Planet Hollywood. And then all of a sudden, this six, seven, like, 350-pound black dude rolls out. His name is Charlie Mack. He's a real dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the I've song. Right, right, right. So I, he comes up from a stairwell I didn't see, and he goes, he just looks around, looks at me, and goes, you Bert? And I was like, yeah, and he goes, downstairs. <laughs> so now I'm thinking I got to have sex with him, too. <laughs> so, and I'm thinking, like, this is gonna be a, does he go first or second? Like, really? <laughs> like, where do you want that to happen? I'm going to break you in, Bert. Yeah. I'm going to break you in and then pass you off. They call this Jill in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna prime down. you. I'm gonna prime you. <laughs> I'm gonna prime. You. He's the fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> so I go downstairs to a room that's no bigger than this room, and there's ten black dudes, right? <laughs> ten black dudes all standing against the walls. It's covered by curtains, and there's a folding table in the center. And I'm just standing there. I walk in. They're like, and and, and no one says a word. No one it's says like a word. Boy, it's like the back room of a strip club in yeah. Atlanta. It's oh. the down low. And I'm and I'm starting to panic. I'm really starting to panic. So I'm thinking. My dad was right. I'm going to have sex with 10, 11, 13 in. black dudes. I'm sure he's bringing Jazzy Jeff, right? <laughs> and it's happening on this folding table. So I just grab a corner of the wall and I just put my back up. I don't make eye contact with the soul. I don't even look at anybody. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden Will comes down with Jazzy Jeff, right? I swear to God. I swear to God. Jazzy Jeff rolls in. I'm like... At first, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, Jazzy Jeff. And then I'm like, thinking, well, he'll go first. <laughs> so, and then so, you got to throw him out. Yeah. And after he's done, you got to throw him out the front door. <laughs> so, 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 and Will looks at me and he goes, guys, this is Bert. And, I'm, and everyone gets excited, like real excited, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all start walking directly towards me. Like everyone, and I'm like about to grab a knee, like, let's start him off on my knees. You know, like. <laughs> All of a sudden, the curtains behind me open. There's a full-on movie theater right behind me, oh. and and uh, it's got it's set up to play American Pie. And Will goes, "Grab us two seats. I'll get us drinks." And I was like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't think. So I grab us seats, and he comes up, and then he gives me a drink. We drank through the whole movie, and then watched the movie you American Pie. The drink. And we, we know we had like we you could order whatever you wanted, like shrimp and and drinks. And then at the end of the movie, he goes, "What did you think of it?" Now, mind you, I'm trying to get a development deal, so I'm like, "Oh, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen." Because I want him to think that I'm current with that, whatever it is. And he goes, right. no, what did you think about, like, who's here? I was like, what? He was like, take a look around. And I look around. And he's like, is Big Daddy Kane? Is Cool Mo D? Is Biz Marquee? And I'm like, I no. could have had sex with Biz Valerie, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? We're going to talk about the worst kinds of airline passengers. Also, uh, Sean Collier, you're talking about Upgrade and Adrift, reviewing those movies out in theaters this weekend. Comedian Pablo Francisco. We'll be uh, stopping by. He's at the Improv all weekend long, 412-462-5233, improv.com there. Uh, so looking forward to that. And I uh, uh, want to remind you uh, that uh, we are definitely going to uh, be trying to launch these ticket sales for the Burt Kreischer Show. But Ticketfly is experiencing technical difficulties right now. So we'll tell you as soon as we can launch these ticket sales so you can jump right on it for the Burt Cast which has been added to the DVE Comedy Festival. You just heard Bert there from the first DVE Comedy Festival. 
Uh, is it six years ago now? Seven years ago? That was with uh, six. Greg Warren laughing hysterically and Tammy <laughs> Pescatelli uh, in the studio. That was fun. Uh, yeah, Brewer wasn't in yet. Right. He flew in later that afternoon. Right. Yeah, Jim Brewer was on that bill as well. So uh, if you want to get tickets to see Burt once again, we'll let you know as soon as they fix the glitch at Ticketfly.com. Pals News Next. 66 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein will face a judge next week on rape and criminal sex act charges. Weinstein is accused of attacks on two women in New York City. His attorney, Ben Braffman, says he promises to vigorously defend the charges and that an indictment was inevitable because of political pressure on the Manhattan DA's office. Weinstein has denied all claims of non-consensual sex. Andrea Constan detailing the sexual assault she experienced from Bill Cosby. In her first interview since Cosby's conviction, Constan told NBC News she felt like a limp noodle as she was being molested by Cosby in 2004 at his Philly area home. She said Cosby offered her pills to help her relax and told her, they're your friends and just put them down. Constan said she was crying out in her mind for it to stop and couldn't do anything. Cosby was convicted of sexual assault last month for the incident. He's facing up to 10 years in prison. He's set to be sentenced in September. The interview with Constan air- airs today on Dateline. And the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis is signing off on an historic $210 million settlement with clergy sex abuse survivors. That settlement announced yesterday for roughly 450 victims. The payout Whoa. must still be approved in bankruptcy court, but would place the money in a trust fund for the claimants. That settlement is the largest of its kind nationwide. The Kenny Chesney Show is tomorrow at Heinz Field. And as we know in the past, it's been quite a bleep show. Yeah. Uh, the show itself starts at 5 p.m. All gates open at 4. The most important bit of information people going to the show probably want to know. Maybe they already do. Parking lots open at 1 o'clock. And if you are planning to park in the North Shore lots, you have to have a ticket to the show. And uh, you have to get into the show by 7 o'clock. Important. Also, if you show up early to get in line to wait to get in the parking lot, they're going to tell you, Scram. Come back later. Take a hike. Go around so, the block. Yeah, you can't show up at 10 a.m. and just park on the North Shore streets waiting to get in the lots. Uh, you, have, you have to get out of the lot no later than an hour after the concert ends, which I would think that would be tough in some cases. Yeah, it's because traffic, of tra- traffic backs up and you can't get out of there yeah. for, you know, 75 to 90 minutes minimum. And Spans. if you're police, that has to be a nightmare beat. Fans will be given trash and recycling bags, so be kind and pick up your your garbage. And the NFL's clear bag policy will be in effect for the show as well. And there will be no tomfoolery accepted tomorrow. Uh None. None. According to a story on Channel 11's website, city officials say there will be, uh, they will absolutely be cracking down on underage boozing, public drunkenness, and violence. Uniform, plainclothes, and mounted police will be patrolling the North Shore. River Rescue and the Coast Guard will be on the water cracking down on lawbreakers out there. My thought is it's probably going to be really, really fun from 1 to 2.30. <laughs> Everybody's just going to be in the best mood. And then after an hour and a half of drinking in in the sun, that's when uh, people start fist fighting. Pursuit is going. Maybe that's just my own experience. <laughs> Pursuit is getting there at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, forecast tomorrow, rain and 78.
What, to just drive around the block? Hot rain tomorrow. Hot rain. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Hot rain. Hot rain. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it'll probably be good that it's raining. It'll help just wash away Tamper. some of the uh, some of the, the, the crap. <laughs> right into the river. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Y'all won't take a shower. God's going to make you take a shower. <laughs> Bring no down rain some... <laughs> don't hurt us, does it? The, I got uh, my boots on. It's okay. <laughs> you got a lever 2000 in your truck? I'm going to wash up. Kenny comes out wearing like the uh, Morton Salt Girl, like <laughs> the yellow, yellow raincoat. raincoat. Hey, everybody, I got my galoshes on. <laughs> I wonder how many of these people are actually Kenny Chesney fans. Well, and how many go just for the party? It's like the Jimmy Buffett thing. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's literally modeled it after that. Just I don't begrudge anybody who wants to go and party. I just, it's it's not my idea of a good time. Oh, my sister's going. She she yeah. loves, I she, she went country a few years back. And none of us know what to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like, just we hope, lost her. Just I a don't. phase? No. No, I think she's stuck. Whoa. No Shoes Nation is... Uh, it seems where she's at. I'm like, sorry, I just don't, you know, raising kids that way is really where I have an issue. <laughs> it seems <laughs> if I was 30, I would totally be there. All day, all night. I yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of an all-day party as much as anybody. I think that but, country now is like rock was I've said I, I so many times to me country music right now is 80s hair band music yeah it's all about having fun hot chicks hot guys let's party the songs are just helping you get there right and if you've ever been to a country concert like a lot of ladies yeah with probably daisy dukes on and cowboy mm-hmm. boots and cowboy hats Oh, Cowboy thanks. hats from Target. I'll stick to the uh, Rush concerts where there is <laughs> no 19 women. guys per per woman. And every chick looks like she just got Three out girls. of a cosplay. Every chick looks like Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you also got Journey and Def Leppard downtown tomorrow night. Yep. What? There's something. Oh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Out at Jack Key White. Bank Pavilion. We'll is JT tonight? Yes. And so is Dave Matthews tonight. Hey, it's done you up in there here. Crazy weekend. Tons of shows. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Heinz Field, which is where the Kenny Chesney show is, Sporting News has put Heinz Field among some of the best stadiums in the NFL. Uh, we ranked fifth overall on the list of 31 NFL stadiums. Sporting News says Heinz Field got bonus points for serving as a great supporting actor in The Dark Knight Rises. Number one on the list. What do you think? If you can't come up with it when I say it, you'll be like, oh, of course, Lambeau Field. Number number one. Worst was uh, Redskins FedEx Field. (laughs) I've been there. I just heard it's really expensive to do everything there. I've never been there. Parking's 100 bucks and. A man caught. A man (laughs) caught smoking weed on a Southwest Airlines flight now in police custody. The flight was forced to make an emergency landing in San Jose after a passenger smoking pot in the bathroom set off the fire alarm. The plane was traveling from San Francisco on its way to Los Angeles, and a lot of people on board were pissed. The guy just couldn't wait, and they forced uh, the flight to be diverted. Passengers were placed on other flights and continued on their way. I'm pre-gaming for Kenny. Come on. (laughs) Which, how long is the flight from 
San Francisco to L.A. It can't be very long. Hour and a half. 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Seven hour drive, right? Or not even that long. Six and yeah, a half I don't hours. Know. Yeah. It's an hour flight to Boston from here. Right. So. Uh, and this guy didn't make this list, but what would you say is the most annoying type of airline passenger? According to a survey by Australian travel site AirlineRatings.com, the most common complaint airline travelers have about co-passengers is people who stink. People that stink or people that eat stinky food. <laughs> I took a 6 a.m. flight. This guy busted out a cold-cut trio. <laughs> and it just smells like With wet salami and onions. 78% of people said being smelly is the absolute worst thing you can do to your fellow passengers. Worst. And a flight in Portugal diverted recently because a passenger's uh, B.O. was so unbearable. The story claiming he smelled so bad, <laughs> other passengers were vomiting and passing out. Oh, my God. Wow. Damn, that is some heavy bow. <laughs> the second That's most true. hated people on the plane, according to the survey, unruly kids. That's followed by seat recliners, armrest hoggers, and passengers with too many carry-ons. Did you hear the story about the Southwest uh, flight? Was it yesterday? Maybe two days ago? The guy put porn on on his no. laptop, and a woman was trapped in the middle seat, and he was in the right one, and the guy on her left was asleep. And, and the dude was basically like... Feeding the geese. But uh. he was doing so without actually... Touching himself? Yes. So he was like somehow mentally working himself up. <laughs> like. Hands free. Oh, the turbulence on this flight. Nobody else feels it. <laughs> and so she started, uh, she, she, she bought the Wi-Fi service so she could tweet to Southwest Airlines because she didn't feel safe, like flagging down a flight attendant to go, this guy is like getting off over here. And it's creeping me out. And he said to her as he got off the plane, hope you enjoyed the show. Wow. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, come on, dude. That's the worst. Uh, that's way worse than B.O. Yeah, no, that's by far. I mean, it, <laughs> it's like, give me a guy with a stinky armpit. It was in, uh, in the New York Post yesterday. And um, we're all animals. Oh, it's... I mean, we just there's no civilization. Don't left. lump me in with this guy. No, I don't mean. I'm just as don't the human race. In. Here's the thing: we're all animals. I agree with that statement. But we're all we are domesticated animals. We have to. So <laughs> we're supposed some, to be potty trained. Some of the animals have to be put out to pasture. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, this you're was, a wild animal. This That's unacceptable. A, this was a flight from Vegas to Philly, so it's not a short flight. No. She wow. said she noticed a porno pop up in his browser and thought it was just an embarrassing mistake, but he proceeded to watch video after video like it was nothing. The first time he was, <clears throat> he gripped my right forearm with my left, with his left hand and pinned it down to the armrest between us. Oh, I would have punched him. It made I it, mean, what? Yeah. It or made it clear to me how strong he was, given how forceful the grip was, which is why I felt uncomfortable and reached out to Southwest on Twitter, hoping they'd ask my seat number and notify someone because I didn't know. If he'd try to physically do anything else, if I went to take a photograph or video, nor did I want to find out. I mean, look, it's easy to just hear, hear that and go, lady, why don't you stand up and go, hey, what that, you know, and start screaming. I don't know. She might have been full of some sort of abject fear. I don't know. Anybody else who hears that thinks, well, you would have screamed like, 
this guy's yeah. blah, 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 well, you the, know? And she's in a place full of people. She's not by herself with this guy. Oh. Or get on the get on the PA like Kristen Wiig did on Bridesmaids. Uh, attention passengers. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the sky in seat twenty six D. I can't even read all the details unreal. of the story is that was printed in the New York Post. Touching his D. Well, he did it without touching, though. Uh, that can't be true because then it's. I don't. He was vigorously moving in his seat. Yeah, and um. My jeans are doing the work. <laughs> you know, Thank the fl- God for button flies. You know when the flight attendant comes around and they're like, if you have any garbage, go ahead and throw it. Oh, that's what he did? Oh, my God. Wouldn't you warn the flight yeah, like, attendant? Don't touch it! Don't, don't touch it! Biohazard! Don't, biohazard! Don't, don't, don't touch don't. it! Can this guy fit in the trash can? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's garbage. Oh, what is wrong with people? Uh, now that guy should be in jail. Like that, the guy that's smoking yeah. weed in the bathroom. Well, that was in yesterday's New York Post, by the what way. What happened? What would, did did she tell police? And they would have been able to track the guy by his seat number. Good news. Uh, a supervisor from Southwest offered her a voucher for a free dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but she has to sit next to that guy. We so like to apologize really with some chicken cordon bleu. Like, <laughs> We're so sorry for We're your so experience. Sorry. Have some tenders on us. <laughs> That guy has to grab her forearm the entire time she's eating. But no ranch dressing, please. No. <laughs> oh, God. Or honey uh, we have contacted her to address her concerns and offer our apologies, the airline said. Our internal reports indicate that the crew did not witness this incident during the flight. And it was not until the plane landed that they were made aware of the situation. This type of behavior on a flight would never be tolerated by any of our employees. Right. There are no security cameras on air- airplanes, are there? It's just passengers no. with video on their phone. Maybe they should do that. What, put no. security cameras put in planes? Put security cameras, like the little tiny ones right above oh, your seat. Oh, boy. So then it'll be like in a bar where you can see like, hey, Aunt Judy's down at the Hog's Breath mm-hmm. in Key West. Let's log on and see. No, I mean for instances like this. Yes, like security cameras. Yeah. Only footage not, that's released if there's an incident. Not webcam. scream if the guy is, you know. Whacking it. Yeah. Boner hey. Group C, now boarding. <laughs> Coming from Vegas, Bill, this guy had to be rolling still, right? He had yep. to be on a lot of... X. Yeah, something. You would think. Or maybe just a deranged pervert. Also possible. Maybe he hit it big at the Bellagio. I don't know, but he's sitting there watching pornos. I think you could feel comfortable to go, hey! In a, basically a room full of people. Here's my question. How can, why can you even do that? Like, if you try to log on... To the Wi-Fi at a library, you can't look. Right? At yeah. Why can't they? He might have had him saved on his iPad. Oh yeah, might have been downloaded. Whoa. Good point. Yeah. Really All right. Let's poke move a on. Hole in that balloon. Let's move on and uh, bemoan <laughs> the fate of humanity in another way. <laughs> Rolling Stones frontman Mick Jagger is being labeled a dorky dad for comments he made on his son's Instagram account. One of Mick's recent comments includes "Looks like fun, ha." Huh? Under a photo of his son Lucas at Lollapalooza, another, uh, what people are saying, dorkier comment was, watch out for the water, under a picture of his son standing ankle deep in the ocean. So he's being called the dorky dad. Hey, you, get off of my lawn. <laughs> and finally, drummer Def Leppard drummer Rick Allen has launched Bonsack, a luxury bag company. 
He said, in my world of rock and roll with so many artists choosing compassion over conventional fashion, style with conscience is the future. The bags are available on Amazon and uh, they are made of soft industrial upholstery and Kevlar exterior fabrics. Mm, probably and very easy to pick up. And they're, uh, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're uh, $1,000. Is that all? That's affordable. Def Leppard. I'm getting it. <laughs> Def Leppard and Journey tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena. Forecast today, clouds and sun, showers and thunderstorms, mid-80s for the high. It is uh, 68 at DVE. Uh, pursuit to just get in uh, from the... There you go. Did He's you here. just walk in just now? Okay. Brutal. How long? Long. Two hours. Two full hours. Wow. Getting, uh, what was the uh, wreck on the parkway? It was right Yikes. before the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. Ugh. It's cleared, but... Brutal. Uh, yesterday, we got to uh, be a part of a, a ceremony honoring Stan Saverin, Bob Smizek, as they were inducted onto the Pirates Media Wall of Fame, and it was really great. We'll have some clips of that, actually. So awesome. Uh, coming up, Sean Collier is in studio with us as well to review the movies Upgrade and Adrift. Dude, His how- dad was a part of the night as well. Uh, Did yes. a great job. Your dad... I heard. ...introduced Bob Smizek. It was great. Seems like a lovely, lovely event. It was, and uh, your dad was typically very, very funny. Dude, two hours to get in this morning. How brutal was that? Did you have to pee at any time when you were uh, no. waiting? Oh, that's Did you help clear the that's, accident? That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I was actually running early. So and you were feeling good about it, like I'm getting yeah, into work like early? Yeah, you know, I had stuff planned out, and yeah. it just stopped. and it Derailed. I, I must have come upon it right after the accident occurred, and I'm, I'm not sure how it long it takes to clear those things and what happens how they get the vehicles there and right it the traffic just stopped both lanes and you oh. just sat there just a thought you could not live in breezewood or whatever it is <laughs> when you have a job in pittsburgh at 6 a.m that is a thought an idea i'll tell you what though it's cool because normally i sit here next to val when she does the news and i got to hear you guys do the first half hour of the show and it sounded great oh good <laughs> sounded great got any notes for us <laughs> no but i really like that uh bit uh, where I get to do my Jerry Orbach. Oh, uh, yeah, the CSI uh, Briscoe. Chesney. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Write some more of those. Huh? Okay, no problem. Do you have? To, uh, are you going to be able to get it together here for oh, a sports report? We yeah, back? we're ready to go. Some Steeler stuff here, Mike. Some Steeler stuff, some Stanley Cup final stuff. I even know the score of the NBA game. Wow. Ooh. Whoa. Well, when it, un- when it ends as unceremoniously as that one did for LeBron and the Cavs with J.R. Smith totally yeah. just mind blank. I have no idea. I've never seen anything like that. I did also hear that there was a charge block review. Yes. And everybody's pitching. Yes. Is is there a sport that's contested anymore where replay doesn't get involved and everybody doesn't still think they got it wrong? No. No. I think it's time to trash Just get rid of all replay. Go back to the human element right. and have the guys make the call as it happens and at least you find out what happened as you see it happen. And if they're not getting it right, then get better officials instead of having replay try to correct it, which it apparently can't. Also, Vasquez has to go back to his old name. Yes. Yeah, I think so. All right. Sports coming up next. (laughs) DVE Sports. Uh, Before I introduce Mike, i got to say happy 30th birthday to Matt Phelps. Otherwise, my mom is going to get really mad at me. So in order to appease my cousins and my mom, happy 30th birthday to Matt Phelps. Happy birthday, Matt. Who desperately wants to hear his name on the radio despite the fact he's a 30-year-old man. 
Who, Matt Phelps? Matt Phelps. Well, that's just Matt Phelps being Matt Phelps. Yeah, that's, how that's he, classic he, he, Matt Phelps. He's just Phelps. Phelpsing it up. That's how Matt Phelps rolls. He's just Phelpsing all over the place. I liked when he won all those Olympic medals in the pool. That was... Different Phelps. Oh. Pool or pond, anything's good. Yeah. But at any rate, happy birthday to a 30-year-old guy who gets the jollies out of hearing his name on the radio. Matt Phelps. Phelps. Sports is how brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. Here's how the ninth inning went. Last night in St. Louis for Felipe Vasquez. Double, error on Sean Rodriguez, walk, two-run single, three-run dinger. That's how an 8-5 to Pirates lead became a 10-5 Cardinals victory. Pirates had been down 4 nothing after just one inning, but battled back and uh, managed to take an 8-5 lead in the eighth inning. Uh, four runs, including a three-run home run by Francisco Cervelli, but it was all for naught. Vasquez blowing his fourth save in his last 15 opportunities. That never would have happened to Felipe Rivero. Never. He's got to change his name. Maybe change it to Phelps. He's got to change it, though. Has to change it. Matt Rivero? What is he doing? I don't know. You know, he had the the non-save situation when he came back from the discomfort, and he was throwing 100 miles an hour, and he had a clean inning. And then he had the shaky save the other night. And Clint Hurdle was asked about that, and he said, there's a lot more people worried about him than me. Words to that effect. Well, join the crowd, Clint. If you're not worried now, you ought to be, because that was a uh, golf club to the groin kind of loss for the Pirates last It's weird. They showed him in the dugout the day before the shaky, the the day he talked about having some discomfort. He was like moving it it around and punching it and stuff. obviously looked to be in some level of distress. But then he came out and had that, that clean inning, and he was over 100 miles an hour consistently, or at 100 miles an hour. Dave had a number of these, uh, you know, what, uh, four of his last five? Yeah. uh, And just late inning sort of breakdowns right now. They've been able to get the bats going, but just not getting it done from the bullpen, Mike. Yeah, and it's, you know, they they had problems getting to the save situation for a while, and now they Mm. seem to have stabilized the eighth inning. Kyle Crick. Had another clean eighth last night, and you get to the close, and you think that's it with a three-run lead, and it wasn't. Pirates fall to 29-27. and 27. Uh, They are in St. Louis again tonight. Jamison Tyone for the Bucks, 2-4 and four, with a 4.53 ERA. He still has not won a game since that one-hit masterpiece against the Reds on April the 8th. He'll be opposed by Miles Mikolas, who is 6-0, 2.58. He's got to get the W tonight. If for no other reason, for Matt Phelps. It's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got, uh, apparently, if the starter can dominate through seven innings, they got a shot. Because that's what's happened with uh, Joe Musgrove the last two times out. And they've won those two games, and they haven't won any other ones. Seems simple enough. So, what do you say, Jameson? <laughs> seven innings, three hits, happen. one run, you got a chance. Yeah. Steelers wrapped up OTA number six yesterday on the south side, and uh, the subjects discussed included the injury suffered on Wednesday by swing offensive tackle Gerald Hawkins, a reported torn quad. Here's David DeCastro lamenting that. Oh, it sucks, man. No hurts. I mean, we were just talking about how well Hawk was playing. I mean, it's just like football's a brutal game. You know, it really is. Um I got like that a young guy who's made some good strides and got some good reps last year for us in the game. And uh, you just feel for him. You feel for him. You feel for this team. So uh, obviously, Chooks has got a big role to fill. And uh, he's got a good, good group, a good coach, and we'll do our best to get him ready. Yeah, you, you, 
you think listening to that that it sounds like a long term thing for I, I, Gerald I, Hall? Uh, he's out for the year. It, Steelers yeah, that's have what not it sounds like. issued anything officially, but uh, heart sucks for this team. It's a blow. Yeah, uh, Chooks has a big role to fill. Chooks is Chukwama Okorafor. That's the third round pick from Western Michigan. This is the kid who was born in Nigeria. His family emigrated to the United States from Botswana in 2010. He started playing football as a sophomore in high school in suburban Detroit as a kicker and a punter. He's only played offensive line for six years, two in high school, four at Western Michigan. But uh, he's apparently the next guy up in terms of that swing tackle who backs up both Alejandro Villanueva and Marcus Gilbert. At least that's the way uh, Marcus Gilbert is perceiving things. I mean, that's what we, we draft them for. So, um, you know, he has all the pedigree, athletic ability, looks great. Um, but he has to just keep coming along. He's been doing great um, and doing what we ask him to do. Keep quiet, just coming to work every day. And uh, um, I like his attitude. Yeah, that's, uh, I was kind of scratching my head at that pick when they made it. And uh, a little more clarity now. You never know when somebody's going to go down. And uh, That was a non-contact injury suffered by Hawkins. It just... Things can happen. Ramon uh, Foster said he heard him screaming. Yeah. That does not portend no. a quick return. Mason Rudolph's probably going to hear some screaming this weekend as well. He is uh, apparently going to stay in Pittsburgh for the first time. Going to the Kenny Chesney and concert. kind of enjoy uh, all that there is to see and hear. Well, this is my first weekend here, so I'm going to enjoy this, trying to get my, you know, try to figure out the layout of Pittsburgh and, you know, hang out with some of my new teammates. So that's the plan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, just enjoy enjoy the weekend at the same time. Study up. Make sure I'm squared away for the start of next week. And I'm learning from this week. You a Kenny Chesney guy at all? Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I've been to a couple of his concerts in Charlotte. So I will be in attendance tomorrow, uh. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> so if you see a guy taking a dump in a cardboard box, but he's doing it with command and leadership, Probably Mason Rudolph. Maybe wait till he's done and then go up and get an autograph. You guys cover me on that side. <laughs> cover me on that. I need coverage over there. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Give me that Mike's Lemonade box on, too. <laughs> We're going on a silent count. Lifts his leg. He is a native of Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is uh, just on the South Carolina side of the South Carolina, North Carolina border, just south of Charlotte. So he's a, he's a Kenny C guy. Well, cool. How As fun. I will be for the first time Saturday. Dude, I'm so looking forward to your review of the Kenny Chesney concert because you're going, what time did you tell me you're getting there? Uh, we're leaving. We're we're scheduled to leave. My stepson has been after me for about 10 years to do this. He's This is one of his This is his jam. Things. Yeah. And him and his buddies. And uh, he finally talked me into it this year. The plan is to leave at 1030, so knowing us will get, the Uber from Monroeville about 11, 11, 15, and get downtown about noon. So you got a full 11-hour day. Drinking. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll see. You're a veteran. The thing about Uber is you can Uber out, too. And I, you, you'd you know, think so, but... I've, you know, your best bet there, Mike, is to walk the hell out of there. Don't sit down there calling an Uber. You got to walk downtown. You got to get away from that mess. Or if I get away halfway through... Yeah, or that too. Yeah, yeah, if you leave before the. Uh, I'm not, you know, the, the frozen. Exodus. The frozen four is all day drinking, so I still have that in my. I'm not worried about in that my bag, but you got that muscle memory. The heat and everything. I don't Hot know. Hot rain, yeah. buddy. Hot rain. Can we stop saying that? No, because it's, 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 it's the hot rain tour. I guess I don't know one Hot brown rain. Kenny Chesney song. 
Well, they all sound exactly alike. So oh, if you sh- like the first one, you're in good be shape. good. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks my tractor's sexy. That's a song. Is that him? Yeah. Okay, that one I know. Yeah. So if you like that, you're good. They all sound like that one. Some are slower. Some are a little faster. Yeah. Basically, Buffett in a cowboy hat, right? Yeah, and I'm not even making fun of him. You go to Tom Petty show, oh. show, you like the first song, you're going to like them all. That's a hallmark of a lot of great artists. <laughs> Almond Brothers, it is one song. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Wait, this has been Mountain Jam the whole time? <laughs> uh, isn't that the best trick to play on people as you leave a bar? Get on the touch tunes, play Mountain Jam. See you guys later. 33 <laughs> minutes go by. They're like, damn, this song is still playing. I took Diane to an Almond Brothers show one time out at Star Lake, and she went to the bathroom, got a couple beers, came back and said, are they still playing this same effing song? Yes, they are. Yes. And it's wonderful. Oh, damn it. That's not the one. It was that's this one. Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just settle in. It's like meditation, you know? Except some people aren't meditating during it. 124-114, the Warriors over the Cavs in overtime in game one of the NBA final last night. Shouldn't have gone to OT. Apparently, Jer Smith lost his mind with 4.7 seconds left. Pulls down a rebound and then plays keep away because he thought they were winning. It was tied! He could have sent it to overtime! That is the pro basketball version of Chris Webb. Chris Chris Webber, I can't say his name. Chris Weber. Chris Weber calling a timeout. Yeah, he could have avoided overtime rather is what I meant to say. All yeah. you had to do is he could have won the game right there. Game one goes to the Cavs. And LeBron just looking at him with his arms outstretched like, What are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was right over. Look, I don't expect much out of you guys. Can you at least know the score? <laughs> that's that's what it looked like. <laughs> do I have to do everything? And, and the, an- the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Yes. And he did. He did almost everything. 51 points. Should have found a way to get that last rebound, I guess. <laughs> Would have been helpful. All right. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, great event by the Pirates yesterday. And I wanted to offer my personal congratulations to Stan and uh, Stan Sabrin and Bob Smizek. We're going on the Pirates uh, Media Wall of Fame. Uh, those are kind of weird things because if you're in the media, you don't really want to be recognized by the teams that you cover. But I think it's more an honor for your peers because they're the ones that will see all that. Right. And, you know, Stan has liked to joke over the years about how many times he's been fired. But he's also been rehired every time quickly and uh, by multiple people. With good reason. Because he's that good. And Bob yep. Smizek, to me, uh, was the quintessential columnist. He was not necessarily uh, Hemingway-esque in the way he presented his arguments, but he liked to argue, and he liked to bring it. Uh, he was not Evgeny Malkin dangling all over the ice. He was Patrick Hornquist going to the net and trading wax and just enjoying the hell out of that. And the guy was influential to me. Uh, I always made sure I read him as I was growing up, and uh, I admired his work, the way he went about it. I so, wish Hemingway wrote sports. It would be great to see him recap last night's Pirate game. Vasquez was bad. You count bullfighting. He, he was bad and he was not no. good. Farewell to closers. <laughs> it's not for whom the bell tolls. His location was bad and it wasn't as good as it needed to be suck. on this particular <laughs> night. A line from uh, Farewell Arms. He looked very dead <laughs> on the mound. <laughs> Farewell to the lead. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, we're, uh, we have some clips, Mike, from that presentation yesterday. Oh, we good. have Stan's speech. 
and Guy's introduction. So uh, we're going to play a couple of clips of that because it really was. Yeah, both of those guys in the industry yeah. are titans. Couldn't be respected more. Right. So good for them. All right. Uh, Sean Collier also reviewing Upgrade and Adrift later on. Pablo Francisco live in studio. He's at the Improv all weekend long. It's the DVE Morning Show, and yesterday, Stan Severn was honored at PNC Park in the Legends Club at PNC Park. They had a ceremony to induct both Bob Smizek and Stan Severn onto the Wall of Fame, the Media Wall of Fame. And Stan was inducted, he was introduced, rather, by his uh, longtime on-air partner, Guy Junker. And the Penguins called a press conference at the old press club. And at that time, I was living on Hamburger Helper. I had a Chevy Nova with plaid seats that I paid $700 for. Put a $1,200 stereo in it, though. <laughs> it broke down that summer. I rode my 10-speed bike to the radio station the rest of the summer. So that was my lot in life. And there's Stan, this big shot. So I go down to the press club, and they announce that Eddie Johnston has been named the Penguins head coach. So I get up from my seat, run out to the hall to a payphone to call the radio station and do a noon report that Eddie Johnston is the coach. And when I come back, there's Stan sitting in my seat eating my salad. Well, I'm way too timid. I'm just out of school. I'm not going to tell him, hey, I was sitting here. So I go to the back of the room, watch the rest of the press conference, tape the interview, and go home with my stomach rumbling. Yeah, and... Lo and behold, many years later, they would become not only on-air partners but lifelong friends to the point where now Stan's like a part of Guy's family. When I got fired from Fox Sports, a lot of people said to me, hey, you know, you and Stan still friends? You guys still talk? I said, well, my family would never, ever let me not be friends with Stan. They love him more than I do. My three kids all rearranged their work schedules today to be here. Stan has driven through a blizzard to watch my daughter Natalie perform in Erie Playhouse. I have a picture. We came home from spring training one year. We were in Bradenton about eight or nine days. We get off the plane. My son Dylan's about four years old. He gives me a hug, and he grabs Stan's hand and walks all the way to the baggage claim holding Stan's hand. I have a photograph of it. So that's how close he is. Now, my wife didn't come today because she doesn't really care for him that much. <laughs> <laughs> But he's a, I, here's how I was to explain our friendship. I'm Catholic, he's Jewish, he comes to my house on Christmas and eats ham. So 38 <laughs> years after he stole my steak at the press club, he's still pulling the lonely bachelor routine, coming to my house and eating my food. Guy was great. And yes, he was. It, I mean, Perfect balance of humor and tribute. And so Stan comes up, he introduces Stan, and they tearfully embrace. And Stan starts, of course, talking about what an honor this is and his time in Pittsburgh, and especially covering the, the, uh, the Buckos. I also want to pay tribute to Bob. He may not know it. He probably wouldn't want to admit it, but he has always been a mentor to me. He may not want to admit it because Bob's he didn't know or because he didn't want to take any responsibility for what I've done here for 42 years. When I first got here in 1976, I hadn't been here but two months, the radio station um, sent me down to spring training to cover the Pirates. It was owned by the Post-Gazette back then. 970. It's the same station I'm on now, which proves that in 42 years, my career has gone absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I'm in the same place. Uh, I think he was under orders from Bill Block, but Bob kind of took me aside and showed me the ropes. Um, Bill Guilfoyle introduced me to Bill Guilfoyle, who arranged an interview with Danny Murtaugh. I was petrified. And during the interview, Danny was spitting tobacco juice on my shoes, and I thought, does he know I'm from Cleveland? Is there something? 
And then I found out later they did that to everybody, and I felt like part of the group. Something Stan made sure to mention, and um, and Gene Collier, of course, uh, echoed in his introduction of Bob Smizek, was that the, the Pirates don't have to do this. And they were honoring two guys who have not exactly been uh, friendly to the organization at times. They told it like it was, and Stan explained why that was. I mean, I'm not, I really, I, I'm not sure why I'm up here, uh, and I mean that sincerely, but I know that I wouldn't be up here without the support of so many of you uh, from the various places that I've worked and various, I'm being kind um, to my employment record. But I've always, I've always believed that my first responsibility was to the listener and the viewer, not the ball clubs, not the owners of the stations, not the management of the stations, which does explain my checkered past. <laughs> Sorry, that's the way I feel about it. My basic responsibility is to be honest and forthright and accurate and true and credible. And that is for the listener and the viewer. And that will have to be how it's going to have to be. Stan was, uh, w- was great yesterday and very appreciative. And stuff like this, I don't know. I know he kind of, on one hand, felt like, "Uh, I don't want to be put out to pasture by getting some sort of lifetime achievement award. But the very reason they were doing this was to honor people who were still living. Because who was the last person to get inducted onto the... Although it did have that feel to it. They had the uh, collage of photos on the screen. (laughs) Yes, they did. I felt like I was at a funeral a couple of times. Me too. (laughs) Some of those those pictures... Pay respects to them afterwards. Some of the Smizek pictures. Oh, my God. Dude, that guy had a mustache hair combo through the years that was absolutely fantastic i mean what what a what a killer he must have been that coupled with the patterns that people wore in the 70s and actually thought they looked good (laughs) the sport jackets the oranges and the browns and the yellows but But there's so many people there. So many uh, and, contemporaries, though. It was full yeah. of, like, every... First of all, it was great to see Joey Bendel again, because I haven't seen him forever. Josie's the best. Uh, and you had Pomp was there. Um, Guy was there. Jerry Dulac was there. Uh, Ed saw, Bouchette was there. I saw a ton of guys that don't work anymore that were in the business when Joe I started Gordon. in this market. There were old guys, guys my age, and young guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan Recker was there. All across Dan the spectrum. Dan Potash was to, there. To come up, Bert Lawton. These guys have interacted with so many of us, and they've been an example to so many of us. But when Stan was introduced, and everybody immediately just jumped up to their feet and gave him a standing ovation, I mean, that had to feel so great for him. And I was sitting with Sean. Sean, I was sitting with your parents, and uh, you know, there's no doubt that your dad is held in the same esteem. Um, that's a unique thing to no be doubt. honored by a bunch of people. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but much like there are comics who, while they are friendly with their contemporaries, the rivalry that they have internally is what drives them. It's intense, yeah. And and I think and for everybody to put that aside and be like, no, nope, yeah. you did it right the whole time. He recognizes when it's done right. That's and a rare thing. But yeah. I, I think a lot of guys in the media perform for other guys in the media. Uh, yeah. And I, a, a challenge for us is to not lose track of what the reader or the listener or the fan wants to hear at the Expect you know you're trying to show up, guys who are doing what you do and do it better than they do, but you still have to tell the right story, and uh, yeah, that respect came through yesterday. That's a great point by you, uh, and those guys always had it, and you didn't always like them, but you always respected them.
But Jimmy T uh, from the Pirates, Jim Trudenich, deserves some praise for putting this together. Frank Coonley for being there and also being a good sport about things. And Gene Collier introduced oh, Bob Smizek by saying, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to uh, – uh, to the event, congratulations on being a part of the third largest crowd at PNC Park this <laughs> this year. I mean, that was hilarious. I yeah, brought hilarious. The, the house down. And it was. And Coonley <laughs> was laughing because he, he had to. Cause and it then was he funny. left immediately. And then he, yeah, he was so pissed at your dad. But, <laughs> but you know, hey, it was great. The organization has hated him for the better part of three decades. I don't think he was going to turn it around last night. You yeah. might as well lean in at that point. That's how you know you're doing it right. Exactly. But when Smizek was talking about going to Forbes Field as a kid on Boys Day, not like, you know, Bat Day or anything. It's like, if you were a boy, you got in free. <laughs> You didn't have to have supervision or anything, and that was the first time he got to go to a game. And he talked about seeing the grass at Heinz Field or at uh, at uh, Forbes Field, and it was the first time he saw grass that green. Yeah, because he grew up in the East End, and you know nobody had grass, like nobody had lawns, <laughs> right? They're all burned out if they had anything. And the red of the Cardinal on the logo, and just something about that, and him like describing that. And so many times, sports writers become these like curmudgeons because they're just so close to the thing that they love more than anything. And the reason they get into it is because they love sports more than anything. And somehow somewhere and along the way, they become jaded and it, it can't possibly live up to the lofty expectations they had going into it. And so they be, they become disenchanted with it. Well, because point. you're getting shelled from both sides. You're getting it from the fans. The players are giving you crap. The organization right. doesn't like it. If you write something negative, but when you hear guys like that go back to the time and when they they'll never forget that first moment of this is it this is what i love this is the greatest the color red on the cardinal logo of the, of the cardinals uniform at forbes field he'll never forget that stuff like that i love i love I've, hearing that i loved watching him speak about those pirates that Steve Blass was on and i loved watching Steve Blass react to it he was like i mean you could these guys could have charged admission for you just to be around them in the dugout. Steve Blast told me the funniest joke yesterday. I don't know if I can tell it on the air, but it was so hilarious because I was like, he was talking to Albie, and I was just like, gentlemen, just kind of walking by, and I was just, because they were talking to each other, I didn't want to interrupt, and uh, he stops me and just, it just stops what he's saying to Albie and tells me this hilarious R-rated joke, and it was boom, and he's like, yeah, it's an old one, but it's a good one. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you never disappoint. Absolutely hilarious. Congrats uh, to Stan. Congrats to Bob Smizek. And uh, kudos to Jimmy T and the Pittsburgh Pirates for honoring a couple of people who haven't always been so nice to him. And right now they got a lot of people being not so nice to him. Yeah, so so for a them lot to, to choose from for the next class. <laughs> <laughs> but for them to do it now especially, I thought was, uh, was, was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it was a really fun yeah, event. Me too. And uh, great Sorry, to catch up with it. so many people. Everyone asked about you. Yep. Val. Well, it was nice of them. We said Val is working right now at Schultz Ford. Mm, Sally was that's there. That's not where I was, but that's okay. Where were you? <laughs> Butler RV Center in Butler. Oh, okay. I was north. Did you buy an RV? <sighs> we did. Nice. Was, did you really? From Butler RV. Beautiful. Oh, is that the one you're sleeping in? in? Yes. Oh, right now? Sally Wigan was there yesterday. And uh, Sally, um, at one point, decided that she liked this one hors d'oeuvre that was going around. Pulled and pork on a crustini. Pulled pull pork on a crustini. And the woman who had the tray walked away from us, and she saw Bill and I eating one, and she said, is that the pulled pork? 
and then looked over and saw the woman who is at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, 25, 30 yards away. Yeah. And just about to enter the kitchen. Just went straight. Closing speed was incredible. Antonio Brown level (laughs) sprint to the lady. Excuse me! Is that the pork? Is that the pork? Shoestring tackle chased, on the goal line. Chased her right to the right before they <laughs> caught her, right before she went back into the kitchen. Grabbed the couple. When you come back out, bring two trays. I would like to <laughs> tell Sally me. I can make her some pulled pork if she likes it that much. She apparently does. Yes. <laughs> she straight up just chased. chased Big that fan lady. of the uh, the hors d'oeuvres. But uh a couple of uh uh media uh big big shots there yesterday getting honored. That's a good thing. It was fun to see everybody happy. And very brave of the Pirates to have an open bar for 45 minutes with, with a bunch of degenerate sports writers. I'd also like to thank the Pirates for keeping the bar open during the speeches. <laughs> uh, forecast tomorrow, rain and 78. Hot rain tomorrow. Hot rain. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Hot rain. Hot rain. Yeah. Y'all won't take a shower. God's going to make you take a shower. <laughs> Bring no down rain some... don't hurt us, does it? <laughs> I got my boots on. It's okay. <laughs> you got a lever 2000 in your truck? I'm going to wash up. Kenny comes out wearing like the uh, Morton Salt Girl, like <laughs> the yellow, yellow raincoat. raincoat. Hey, everybody, I got my galoshes on. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, happy Kenny Chesney weekend, everybody. But, you know, it's also <laughs> Dave Matthews weekend, Journey Def Leppard weekend, uh, Jack White weekend, X Fest. All kinds of stuff going on. It it was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony weekend. Did they cancel? Is it just just Bone? Which Bone? Yeah, it's Lazy Bone. What was the surprisingly? So- <laughs> what was the song they had? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, how is he the only one that showed the up? The only one that's working. Uh, He's lazy. The what was the ballad they had? The, about- the Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They really miss their uncle Charles, y'all. They're from Cleveland, right? Yes, right. he's go- ninety nine. They're not here any longer. That was that was two nights yeah. ago. Right, they right. kicked the whole thing off. The Decemberists were last night. So was um, what are they doing here in June? <laughs> Royal Blood was at Stage A. Yeah. You didn't go to that Val? No, I I was at Butler RV. I tried to get Stan to go to that show after the big pirates really? thing, but he didn't want to walk over. Yeah, he's like, I already seen him too many times. <laughs> 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 what do you got? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 68 degrees now at DVM Val Porter. Pittsburgh police say they are looking for whoever opened fire downtown and struck the window of the building yesterday afternoon. Investigators say it happened near Smithfield and the Boulevard of the Allies. The gunshot is believed to have come from a car after an argument. Fortunately, nobody was injured. Sears officials are closing more area stores, including a Kmart in Latrobe and the Sears at South Hills Village and the mall at Robinson. Sears Holdings announced yesterday they would shutter at least 72 more stores nationwide following a $424 million first quarter loss. Company officials said liquidation sales will begin as early as June 14th at the stores that are closing. Maybe I can finally get that throttle for the moped I bought in 1985. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honestly shocked that some of these department stores are still open. I feel like they all should be probably out of business. Uh, Or just doing online sales. Heading that way. Like brick and mortar shops. What, that they're all going out of business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I if I'm shopping for someone, unless they ask for a very specific thing, 
I'd rather just go shopping. I try to shop local where I can, mm-hmm. like hardware type items. I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. When I go comes- to the Lowe's. It's right by my house. <laughs> Not that kind of. I don't oh. local, like Rawlers. I mean, owned. Oh yeah. Um, no, Rawlers is my favorite. Oh yeah, I love that place. But when it comes to clothes shopping, I I hate going to the mall, man. Like I would rather order a bunch of stuff online and then have like some stupid try on little party by myself be like this fits this doesn't return you're a keeper the anxiety of it it, because i feel like all those mirrors just fat shame you well and i want to get out of there so i'm like this is good enough it's good enough no this is uh, i'm I'm keeping this that's fine i gotta buy something i came here yeah i hate shopping for me but i love it for other people Uh. dude i would watch you go shopping if you had like a gopro on just to see how, how like fast. how quickly you were trying to get out of there, and just see your interactions with the people that come up to you with the slow pitch. Right? Can I? Uh, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I got this. I got this. I got this. You could do that for for children's like a dance-a-thon. Like for, like for every five dollars people donate, you try on another pair of pants. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Just a big old uh, me trying on pants thing. Right? Come out and go. Huh? What do you guys think? One time I was at Nordstrom and Sidney Crosby was there. Speaking of trying on pants, that's when I realized how big Sidney's legs are. Yeah. He came out of the thing. I was like, oh my God. He's like, do you have He's a- got some tree trunks? Do you have a 32, 44, 32? If you're planning a visit to Vegas soon, this might affect you. The Culinary Union says hospitality workers in Vegas are making thousands of strike picket signs. The labor contracts for 50,000 workers at the Strip and downtown casinos expired at midnight, raising the possibility of a strike. The union includes bartenders, food and cocktail servers, porters, and cooks at over 30 casino resorts. 25,000 unionized workers voted overwhelmingly last week to authorize a strike if their contract expired. If the strike does move forward, it would be the first in more than three decades and could cost around $10 million a day. Invisible in middle age, a new study found that women start to feel invisible once they reach the age of 45. By invisible, they mean that's the age where they feel they stop turning heads when they walk into a room and don't get as much unsolicited attention from men. Men start to feel that way at 47. I I'm I got to say, I'm 38, and I am very... Um... I'm shocked every time at how underwhelmed the room is when I walk into it. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing in the world is if nobody notices I was in the room. <laughs> if I can walk in the room and people don't realize that one more person has entered, best possible scenario. I mean, I'm not looking to be a starlet or anything, but we went to my daughter's school the other night. I said hi to the principal. She didn't even know I was there. Uh, how about when Potash tried to make lunch plans with Smysik yesterday oh. and he Heismaned him? That was the... I mean, that was the greatest. <laughs> he for sure was dreading that you and I saw it's that. Probably like we're the the worst two worst people two that could people. have been a witness to that. Because it literally happened. He's like, "Hey, hey, let's make sure we go on lunch. Uh, get to that lunch one of these days." And he has his hand out to shake his hand, and Smizek just not ignore, just did not hear him at all. He, <laughs> he really wasn't punking him, but it had the effect of looking like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm not paying attention to you, kid." And he kept walking, and me and Bill saw it, and I was like. Oh, <laughs> did Potash see you see it? Yes. And he oh, was yeah. like, oh, great. That's exactly who I wanted to see. See that? <laughs> it came great. up later in a text. <laughs> I know. He's I like, hey, man, good seeing you guys. Hope you guys had a good dinner. I was like, yeah, Smizek was asking about you. <laughs> like, you son of a. Danny P. 
A Virginia man was arrested this week after a five-hour rampage in which he cut down a tree, threatened a neighbor, and jumped onto a fire truck completely naked. Rampage. Qualifies as a rampage. It's a rampage. And his name, probably the best part of the story. Several neighbors called 911 to report that Wissam Hashish was screaming obscenities while cutting down a tree with an axe and a chainsaw, then tried to set it on fire. Dispatchers sent both police and fire units to the scene, and when they arrived, the 43-year-old suspect tore off his pants and his drawers and climbed onto the fire engine, still wielding the chainsaw. Hashish threw a ladder at police trying to negotiate (laughs) with him. And threatened to harm him, uh, them and himself. He appeared to uh, fade a little bit, though, after about five hours of antics and deputies. did Five use, hours? Yes, deputies used pepper spray and a canine unit to subdue him. I'm surprised. That sounds more like the actions of Barry Cocaine. Yeah, or PC <laughs> Pete. <laughs> and finally, a sculpture of late Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham has been unveiled in his hometown of Redditch, England. The six-foot-tall, 16-foot-wide, over 5,000-pound sculpture was unveiled yesterday on what would have been Bonham's 70th birthday. The campaign to honor the influential drummer was spearheaded by Bonham's sister, Denise, several years ago, and it finally won approval last October. John Bonham died September 25, 1980, at the age of 32. Clouds and sun, showers and thunderstorms, mid-80s for the high today. It's 70 at DVE. He's at the Improv all weekend long, and he is live here in studio right now. The world famous, the super funny Pablo Francisco, ladies and gentlemen. You probably remember this one. I'm Casey Kasem, and it's time for a long-distance dedication. It reads, Dear Casey, my ex-wife was mauled by a bunch of pit bulls. Would you please play Who Let the Dogs Out? (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I love when Pablo's here, because, you know, you really, truly are. It's the total uh, uh, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. You just paint the fence for us. You just sit back, Mm -hmm. and and you just go off every time. Well, you know, let Jimmy take over. Come on, baby. Let Jimmy take over. Well, you know how it is. You know, we're bouncing back and forth. But yeah, baby, let the fire brew. <laughs> but, you, but you'll be in good hands with Allstate. Do Decepticons and Transformers usually become a liability with Allstate? Sometimes they morph into a Mini Cooper or maybe a Missile Silo, causing all kinds of damages. But are you in good hands? Uh, uh, are you in good hands? My pillow. Oh, boy. Believe <laughs> <laughs> these. Every single, every single infomercial... It's a super light. It's mega light. It has more candle power than a million firecrackers. Look at this thing. My pillow. Good grief. <laughs> Looks like a gay cop with that mustache. Yeah. Anyhow, let's go to the clip. Uh, this is Johnny oh, Johnny Carson. Why am I doing Johnny Carson? I was just going to say, Mary, uh, just pull, pulling out the oldies. Then. Pull out the oldies. It's Johnny Carson on cocaine. I'm so, I'm so high right now. Uh, wow, I am so wow. Uh, <laughs> where do you score this stuff? Uh, why, uh, uh, wow, is that a new drummer? Is that a new drummer? Uh, <laughs> you did, did you ever do the Tonight Show, the Carson era? You are not that old. No, I did it with the. Jay Leno, so uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Jay Leno is a kid. So uh, Al Gore's in there still. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite celebrities that are tiny now. That's right. Uh, Joan Rivers. Oh my God! Oh! Oh my God! <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> it was the Jay Leno one. The Jay Leno one. I, I'd imagine that. Like, what year was it? Was it like? Was the it the Jay Leno like? Fame, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, uh, I would say about <laughs> like post Bobcat lit the couch on fire. Uh, Jay, right, at, what? right after Bobcat. 
because he was really nervous around that time. Yeah, he and, was. Uh, yeah, he and was. I would imagine you made him a little bit nervous because guys who had this like right. crazy energy and talent, right. he'd be like, "Okay, everybody, just settle down yeah. here." Yeah, what do you do? Don't don't wave at the band. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have a Kleenex and get the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, it was so funny because uh, he uh, eats down the street uh, at this pizza place after he works out his material at the Comedy Magic Club. So right. every Sunday, most of these. So I went to see him, right? And I go, "Hey, what's up?" And he goes, oh, "I'm sorry, uh, I didn't know who I was." I go, "I go, I was on your show." And he goes, "Okay, who's the the guest on the show?" And I go, "It was uh, Ashley Judd." Okay, Pablo, hey, it's good. To see Are you kidding me? He had to he had to associate you by the other guests. Yes, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Funny stuff, wild stuff, but anyway. <laughs> but how often uh, you seem to be on the road so much? I mean, it's got to be difficult for you to develop new material because yeah. you're constantly performing. Are you trying out new stuff all the time? Yeah, we, the thing is, is that uh, we're working on a new hour, so all the time I go, you know, get to write it down on the hand and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, yes, we're working on a new hour. Then you got the YouTubes and stuff, and the, the internet works for you and against you. So sometimes yeah. you just got to try to keep your impersonations down, you know, until you get that special to come mm -hmm. out with them. And, right. you know, like Mark Wahlberg's in every movie. He's in TV commercials. <laughs> now he's doing elementary school <laughs> announcements. Hey, man, how you doing? Huh, Corbett Elementary? You doing good? You doing good? Salisbury steak, macaroni and cheese. So, you know, we'll try that here. And it all works out. So I'm trying, working on the Vin Diesel, but Vin Diesel is kind of breathy, but kind of uh, raspy. Hey, get a Corona. Really, that's all he could do. There's no joke to it. No. <laughs> just do that. Yeah, he would have been a bad Muppet baby voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> baby, yes, mm, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, there we go. Kermit the Frog. Everyone does a Kermit the Frog, but then the, the Kermit the Frogs turn into a Aaron Neville. <laughs> 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 Radio station. <laughs> to a boss cat. Nah, call you. And then turns into yeah, Danny Glover turns into uh, you stay away from my family, Lily Neeson. You stay away. And then Mark Wahlberg. He's still everywhere. He's in Star Wars. Oh, the Force is with you, but you're not a Jedi yet. Huh? Darth Vader? You're my father? I don't think so. Darth Wahlberg? Get out of here. Darth Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, I like how you said that the internet works for you and against you. Caliendo talks about that, how it's tough for him to balance giving stuff away for free and right. establishing, hey, I'm doing this because other people, if they, you know, they can steal what you've done. If he, if some guy hears you riffing on the radio show, all right. of a sudden he's out there doing your material and putting it on on uh, YouTube, and then you're like, you're, you know, you're oh, screwed. Yeah. Also, of... people aren't just. It's not even just that. It's not even that you're in charge of giving it away for right. free. Some people might tape your show and put it up online. Yeah, a lot of people do that too. You know, I got yeah. really drunk and fell off stage and had to go to AA. And, you know, I go AA, and you know, you got a really big drinking problem when you go to AA, and they go go to triple. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You can get your flaws and, and all your new material out. So sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta regulate it and try to figure out how to, you know, get, yeah. these, get, get these lawyers to get them off. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's uh, you're constantly writing. So we're just putting this new hour together. So it's uh, it's it's fun at the same time, but you know, a lot of work. The, t the other tough thing is you develop like impersonations for the people, and then uh, by the time you have it honed perfectly, uh, they get hashtagged, right. uh, uh, and they're despicable people all of a 
sudden we learn all these terrible things about them, and you're like, you're painted into a corner with the impression because nobody wants to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like everyone go, everyone's doing Arnold. Okay, we do the Arnold stuff. So yeah, I was, right. you know, you're doing me again this special here, but let me tell you something. I'm getting a little bit older now, so instead of saying I'll be back, it's I'll my back. Okay. <laughs> so it's like you, know, you work on an impersonation, and then all of a sudden it's something it gets skunked. You're like, oh, I can't talk about that person no more. So it's right. like, uh, like Michael J. Fox. He's He's been around it. They still, they still pull him out, though. People still, you know, they put him on Jimmy Kimmel sometimes. Sure. And, you know, like, talks like, Doc, you know, oh, uh, hey, come on, uh, Mallory, come on. <laughs> and they associate him with, uh, was it Parkinson's? You know? uh, yeah. And uh, who comes with these names? Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> what, Asperger's? Is it Asperger's? Okay. Yeah. I got Asperger's. What, did Beavis and Butthead come up with this? <laughs> hey, Beavis, you got Asperger's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got butt munch. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, now get caught now. <laughs> you need a water? Yeah, I'll take a water if you got a water. Can you grab him yeah. a water? Yeah. Uh, Pablo Francisco, he's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233 or improv.com. And uh, th- th- like th- this new sort of era of stardom is also weird because I don't know people who apparently the rest of the world considers them to be huge celebrities now. Like, there's this whole area where someone will be like, oh, something big happened to so-and-so. You're right. And I have never heard of that person before. about the guy, the YouTube star, Logan Paul? That's why. It's because of, like, the YouTube forum, like, the digital forums create all of these celebrities and I have no touch yeah. with that world it's at like, all. Like, oh my God, he's so hot. He got 18 million hits. What's going on? I'm going to go under my arm. <laughs> oh my God, he makes those, those flatulent noises with his pit. Oh my God, he's so hot. You know, it's like all these hits. It really don't mean nothing because these people got like 15 minutes of fame. But then again, you know, you got William Hung and all. You know, yeah, yeah, but they, those guys, like the William Hungs, they didn't get like huge development deals. They had people who were like <laughs> carpetbaggers. They're like, hey, we're going to drag you around the country until people are sick of you. Right, but, right. But like. Those YouTube people, they get like millions and millions of dollars. They're set for life, and right. they're 18 years old. Right, and they, the only thing they do is what? They pick their nose and you know put it in a boxer with a kitten or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that? Yeah, <laughs> but like, is that the future of impressionism? Like, that you have to start to like, it, like do impressions of people and the way they relate on these forums? Yeah, that's, you know, that would be kind of, you know, that would be kind of strange because my... My manager offered like a bunch of money to the guy who does history of dance with all these dance mm-hmm. moves, and the guy turned him down. No, nope, I can't do it. I do it for thirty five thousand. For just just do it oh one my set. God, really? Yeah. Is that crazy? Just turning down money just to, you know, the pop. Because people like want to see the live performance of yeah. his viral video. Crazy. That is so wild nice. stuff. Let's go to the clip. Right. <laughs> now it's time for another long distance dedication. It reads, "Dear Casey, last Thursday, Pablo found out he was type two diabetic. Would you please play pour some sugar on me?" <laughs> <laughs> Pablo is uh, he is a legend and you get to see him this weekend at the waterfront improv 412-462-5233 and improv.com man it is always a pleasure Thanks, to buddy. see you and I hope uh, you have a great weekend in Pittsburgh and continued success on the on the uh, uh, impressions and kicking ass uh, you're one of the best I've ever seen thanks man. buddy you're right in on. good hands <laughs> <laughs> go see Pablo this week DVE Sports Mike Pesuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show and the Buckles let another one get away Sports is brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. A lot of things went right for the Pirates last night in St. Louis. They battled back from a first inning 4 nothing deficit. They managed to take a three-run lead in the eighth inning uh, on a three-run home run by Francisco Cervelli. Josh Bell hit a home run. Gregory Polanco had three hits. A couple of them doubles. Drove in a couple of runs. They got a combined three clean innings 
out of the bullpen, Tyler Glasnow and Kyle Crick getting them to the ninth inning. But uh, it all came unraveled in the bottom of the ninth for Felipe Vasquez, who faced five batters and recorded zero outs. Four of them reached. One of them got on via an error by Sean Rodriguez, and the game ended on a three-run home run by Yario Munez. His second home run of the season for the uh, Cardinals shortstop in his 51st at bat. St. Louis 10, Buccos 8. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> that, Ouch. That's the word we can say, at least. <laughs> Pirates fall to 29 and 27. They are scuffling. And uh, they're right now, way more often than not, they're finding ways to lose games. Whatever they do right, they counteract by uh, something failing catastrophically in the process. And Change your name back, buddy. Change your name Yeah. That, uh, the closer blowing four saves and five save opportunities uh, helps explain the recent streak, which has seen the Pirates lose, what was it, uh, 9 of 11, and then they won. So it was uh, 9 of 12. Now it's 10 of 13 on the wrong side for the Bucks. Jameson Tyone against Miles Mikolas in Game 2. In St. Louis tonight. Steelers wrapped up OTAs yesterday and a lot of the offensive linemen talking about the apparent horrific injury suffered by offensive tackle Gerald Hawkins. Uh, ESPN.com's Jeremy Fowler reporting it's a torn quad. That means uh, there's a big hole at backup tackle. Hawkins uh, was penciled in to be the guy who would replace either Alejandro Villanueva or Marcus Gilbert. That guy is now third-round pick Chuck Wuma. A core four seems like uh, a steep price to pay for an OTA, but guard David DeCastro said you can't blame the Hawkins injury or a suffered or a subsequent injury suffered by tight end prospect Jake McGee on the way OTAs are conducted. No, I mean they're non-contact injuries. It wasn't like it was anyone falling or going too hard. I mean guys have got a pretty good pace and good understanding of cooperation out here. You know, there's, every now and then guys go a little too hard, but at the same time it's. It's football, like I said. You can't ever plan on it. You never know when it's going to happen. And, you know, it's that saying you can't live your life scared. You know, at the same time, it's just tough. It's just part of it. Okorafor doesn't have much experience. He is a third-round pick. He does look the part. Uh, he is your prototypical NFL offensive tackle type body-wise. Uh, he's got a lot to learn, but uh, Ramon Foster among those who is uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what Okorafor can do now that his situation has apparently changed. I see a lot of talent. I see a lot of raw talent, you know, to, to rephrase that. But he's a guy that's a physical specimen. He's a guy that, you know, once he get the mental part of the game down, he could, you know, be a franchise tackle, whether right or left. Franchise tackle. That's, that's, quite, a thing. Wow. that's quite a thing to be. Uh, of course, Okorafor is a long way from that. Before he becomes a franchise tackle, he's going to have to learn uh, how to block players such as outside linebacker T.J. Watt. Foster assessed how – a core four failed, fared, excuse me, in that assignment yesterday. I saw it. Uh, he got to learn. He got to learn. First thing I told him, don't let it bleed over. That's just simply put, TJ is TJ, you know, and he's not going to quit because you're a rookie. He, he salivates that. So it was a tough day for him. Uh, he had a day. I'll leave it at that. It's a learn. He had a learning day. Kind of had a Freudian slip there, Mike. Yeah, and the, the, <laughs> the pads weren't even on. So potential, potential's great, but. It's, it doesn't mean anything unless you realize it. And uh, 
This seems like we'll a very Pittsburgh fan to be worried about. The uh, the the swing tackle, tackle depth in the spring because you know when they when Hub gets a great opportunity and he gets paid, then you go okay. Well, Gerald Hawkins has shown yeah. a lot of promise. He yep. got some game time last year. Yeah, it was he had the injury the first year, but he was here to learn, and then he he got in games last year and fared well. Um, this is this is what happens. You gotta you gotta have a plan B and sometimes a plan C. Steelers are off this weekend. Uh, OTAs will uh, commence again. They've got one scheduled for Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Those will be the last OTAs before minicamp. The following week, veteran mandatory minicamp. But uh, a weekend off, and quarterback Mason Rudolph intends to enjoy it. Well, this is my first weekend here, so I'm going to enjoy this, trying to get my, you know, try to figure out the layout of Pittsburgh, and you know, hang out with some of my new teammates. So that, that's the plan. Uh, and uh, yeah, just just enjoy enjoy the weekend at the same time. Study up, make sure I'm squared away for the start of next week, and I'm um, learning from this week. You Kenny Chesney guy at all? Oh, for sure, yeah. I used, I've been to a couple of his concerts in Charlotte, so I will be in attendance tomorrow, or Saturday. <laughs> you think that's going to be a hockey game like thing where they'll be in a suite and taking their shirts off and pouring beer on each other? And I hope not. Maybe doing shots out of a catfish or <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Is good friends with Kenny Chesney. Is he? He. Uh, I thought Chesney was a Peyton Manning guy. No, they're they're buddies, and I believe Ben, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, has a box at the stadium for games, which means he has one for the concert. And it'll be interesting to see if Ben invites Mason. You know what? To go Mason, hang out in the in the box for the Kenny Chesney concert. It's full, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But I do have seats for you. It's in the five seventy-three yeah, that section. It's a really good view. We'll be too cold up there. Uh, game three Just is Ben the- sitting in the suite alone. Game three of the Stanley Cup Final is set for tomorrow <laughs> night in D.C. The Capitals had a little bit of an issue making their way back home from Vegas. They got stuck on uh, the ground at Dulles International Airport yesterday for two hours in their plane. Why? Due to a thunderstorm and lightning. Oh, well. You know, they don't deplane through the terminal on the charter. and They couldn't come down the stairs and walk across the runway because. Yeah, can't have a bunch of, of mi- lightning. million dollar assets walking around in the in the lightning. I mean, they even bring cows into the barn. Barry Trotz did <laughs> uh, a conference call on the plane while they were waiting to get off, uh, speaking with uh, the media. They and, were waiting to get off. They should have taken Southwest because yeah. nobody has to wait on that. He talked about uh, how how well Washington played in the third period defending that lead in game two uh, when the Caps weren't shorthanded, which they were at the start of the period. Uh, Vegas generated uh, very little offensively. Uh, Trotz said, uh, quote, I thought we were checking with our feet. We had numbers. We had good sticks. We were hard on the puck. I thought our changes with our shift length were really good. We kept pushing it north making good decisions with the puck. All the stuff you heard Mike Sullivan emphasizing all year long. Uh, Gerard Gallant and Vegas, they're going to try to get more traffic in front of Braden Holtby. Uh, Gallant acknowledging yesterday that they have not done that well enough, and that's why they're having a hard time scoring goals at even strength. Game one of the NBA Finals last night. You guys noticing it's the Stanley Cup Final, and it's the NBA Finals. Everyone is a final. Not sure why. It's one series, but it's a sequence of games. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know. Yeah. You say tomato, I say, don't you know it's a tie score? We're not leading. 
J.R. Smith apparently was one a of the greatest Cleveland blunders in NBA history. It ends up going overtime, and Golden State ends up winning it 124 to 114, despite 51 points from LeBron James. All right, when we come back, Sean Collier reviews Upgrade in a Drift, and Val will have news at the top of the hour. Uh, our bachelor parties on the way out. I'll tell you why that's happening. It's 73 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by the new PPG Science Pavilion at Carnegie Science Center, built to inspire. Today is National Donut Day, and plenty of places will be offering free donuts to celebrate. Dunkin' Donuts giving away a free donut with any beverage purchase. Thanks to uh, Dunkin' Donuts for dropping off some donuts for us this morning. Salvation Army created the first Donut Day event in Chicago in 1938 as a fundraiser to help those in need during the Great Depression. And donut lassies were Salvation Army volunteers who baked and delivered donuts during World War One. Up to 9,000 donuts were served to the troops daily. The holiday is traditionally celebrated on the first Friday of June. So remember when you're enjoying your free donut today, this all has roots in doing good. As far as our fa- favorites, glazed is the favorite donut flavor. After that, it's Boston cream. Really? Boston cream? Ugh. No, thanks. Chocolate frosted jelly chocolate cake, maple blueberry bear claw, which I don't consider a donut. I consider it a pastry. That was weird. Yeah, I'm not a big bear claw fan. Uh-uh. Powdered sugar and pink frosted. And 51% of people say their opinion of a coworker would improve if they just brought donuts to work. <laughs> <laughs> if if they gave me presents every day, I would That's like it. them better. <laughs> Yeah, I go I go chocolate glazed with the chocolate on top, double chocolate. I, ju- my, I just ate a favorite. jelly donut. Uh, Giant Eagle celebrating National Donut Day by donating a portion of the proceeds from donut sales on June 1st to the Salvation Army. And that is today, National Donut Day. A new poll finds more than 7 in 10 Americans say President Trump tweets too much the latest morning consult political Politico poll shows 72% of people surveyed say Trump uses Twitter way too often. 62% said his use of the social media platform is a bad thing. An eight-year-old Cannonsburg boy headed to Carnegie Hall in New York City, or Carnegie Hall, for his second performance. Henry Mansu is a student at Borland Manor Elementary and is a piano phenom, has been playing Since uh, he was just three years old, and he's been competing since he was four years old. He played there the first time when he was six. Uh, He got there by placing in the American Protégé International Music Competition. He'll play there again July 28th as a result of tying for first place in the Children A Division of the Pittsburgh International Piano Competition. You want to hear a couple seconds of him? Yes. So congratulations to Henry. I don't know if it's going to be psychologically beneficial to peak before you're 10, but <laughs> we'll find out. Hold on, let me hear. I got a clip of him. If I say <laughs> Stop. Listen to that kid play. God <laughs> He can really sing for eight years old. I have an update on the Mount Oliver bank robbery that the guy was wearing the bank T-shirt that he robbed. He has been arrested. <laughs> 
Police say 44-year-old Thomas Cordero turned himself in after he robbed the Northwest Savings Bank on Brownsville Road Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> and... Uh, did, yeah, he, he, did had... he turn himself in wearing an Allegheny <laughs> County Jail t-shirt? <laughs> no, like a fishman in fishman. Like... <laughs> Police say they tracked down the man by finding the only guy who owns a bank t-shirt. Right. It's just him. Do you wear glasses? Well, congratulations. Not only are you stylish, but you're also smart. A recent study out of the University of Edinburgh found that people with higher levels of intelligence were almost 30% more likely to wear glasses or contact lenses. Researchers have not figured out the reason why impaired eyesight and, tel- and intelligence go hand in hand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everyone th- just looked to Sean yeah. like, thank you, let's move on. Uh, these glasses make me smart enough to not dive into this one too deep. <laughs> <laughs> A new survey has found guys are not very excited about uh, bachelor parties these days, and a lot of the change in attitude has to do with social media. Almost a third of men We can get caught now. Yep. Their biggest fear was of videos getting out and wrecking their marriage or relationships or careers. Because of that, 60% of men now dread being invited to bachelor parties and 40% go so far as to turn down an invitation and 33% hope it completely goes away. Uh, As a reaction (laughs) to the changing attitudes, there has been a rise in parties with both men and women attending. I just... co-ed party. You know... I maybe it was because I got married after I had kids and it was sort of like I'm already in my I was already in my 30s. So the need to like have some crazy bachelor party never crossed my mind. We went to Seven Springs and did like the Alpine slide and like the zip line and stuff like that. My dad was there like it was so tame. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've been to bachelor parties that were absolutely out of control. Like one we were at some like lake house and they're grilling out on the uh the the deck and they had like these i don't know these strippers that came from i have no idea where one of them starts <laughs> giving the bachelor a hickey and he got nervous <laughs> oh. he goes oh no and grabs tongs off the grill and slapped his neck and this huge bubble burst i'm like what are you doing you just burned yourself horribly. <laughs> to cover up the hickey. So he had to get married in a turtleneck. <laughs> but then comes the, how do you explain how the tongs ended up on your neck? <laughs> you know, guys, sweetheart. Slapping each other with tongs, <laughs> hot tongs off the grill. And this story out of Florida, some people freely admit they pee in pools. We've talked about how disgusting pools can be, especially if you see a Band-Aid floating by. I've stopped freely admitting it. <laughs> Somebody posted this video on Reddit. There was a woman with her kids in a hotel pool, fairly crowded pool, uh, shaving her legs in oh, the pool. No. Rinsing the blade off uh, in the pool. You should be I able had, uh, to do a number one on her. <laughs> I had Joe post that video on the morning show page at D. That is so nasty. This is what house arrest should be for. Not minor crimes. <laughs> just like, uh, no, you're not. Like that woman who jumped up on stage at a Broadway show to plug her phone in. Like if you cross the yes. bounds you're of socially societal. socially un- unacceptable. You're just staying home for a couple months. Yeah, you know China's system of uh, grading people and their social. Yeah, Black Mirror. Acts. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of all for that. This. 
This this is what it's for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you shave fine. your legs in a hotel pool. <laughs> uh, Black Panther winning She's an award really hot, though. for its trailer. <laughs> the blockbuster comic book movie won the top prize Thursday night of the 19th annual Golden Trailer Awards in Los Angeles. The preview clip for Black Panther won multiple awards, including Best of Show, Best Action, Best Action TV Spot, and Best Action Music Spot. Other movies awarded for their trailers include Isle of Dogs, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, Fantastic Beasts, A Quiet Place, and I, Tanya. And finally, Styx is uh, just getting started on its summer tour with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Tesla, and the band is already surprising fans at the opening night show Wednesday in Irvine, Irvine California. The band began its encore by performing a song they haven't done live in 35 years. That song originally appeared on the 1983 concept album Kilroy Was Here and was written by former lead singer Dennis DeYoung, who left the band in 1999. Uh, No word... uh, and if they'll keep doing that, the tour stops at Key Bank Pavilion. And again, Joan Jett and Tesla on that bill as well. That's July 17th. Worst song. The, it made the best behind the music ever. But the worst song. And the I can't believe that Tommy Shaw I know. let himself be dragged into doing that. <laughs> How he didn't or, just take his guitar and just whack Dennis DeYoung in the sternum and tell him no more. Or why they're doing it now. I don't even understand. I mean, it's probably ironic and, you know, kind of funny. Clouds and sun, showers and thunderstorms, mid-80s for the high today at 73 at DBE. Live Music Pittsburgh presents 30 Days of Music, a month-long promotion celebrating concerts every day in June. And you can find all the event listings at livemusicpgh.com. And every Monday, they're doing Music Mondays. They're doing giveaways all month long on social media. They got wireless headphones, portable speakers, festival backpacks, and more. This is a community-oriented thing. You should get involved. Go to livemusicpgh.com and stay informed as to what's happening in the music scene and uh, win some cool stuff. And this weekend, you know, today, kicking off the first day of June, of course, biggest concert weekend maybe ever. And tomorrow night at the arena, it's Def Leppard with journey and i saw one of those old 70s video blogs that you know puts out like hey remember this um like facebook posts and it was a clip of journey doing this song on the midnight special Hmm. when wolfman jack was the host and god if this wasn't just i mean what a great way for those guys to leave santana and enter into the new this is us now Mm -hmm. we're this band called journey and come out with this journey yeah, uh-huh. yeah, there we go. Kermit the Frog. Everyone does a Kermit the Frog, but then the, the Kermit the Frogs turn into an Aaron Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Radio station. <laughs> to a boss guy. Nah, call you. <laughs> and then turns into, yeah, Danny Glover turns into, uh, you stay away from my family. Lily Neeson, you stay away. And then Mark Wahlberg, he's still everywhere. He's in Star Wars. Oh, the Force is with you, but you're not a Jedi yet. Huh? Darth Vader? You're my father? I don't think so. Darth Wahlberg, get out of here. Darth Wahlberg. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Pablo Francisco in studio. Last hour, he's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Improv.com. Go see Pablo. He's 
pop he, a quarter in and just let him go. He is a legend, man. Crazy. Totally crazy. His Comedy Central Presents is maybe one of the best half hours of all time on Comedy Central. The one where he, he breaks out the uh, the, movie the movie preview yeah. voice for the first time. Yeah, now it's like his just <laughs> default voice. He just go into it. Twice the action. Everybody get down again. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is little tortilla boy. Go see Pablo this weekend. Val's got news right now. What's up? Here's the channel, <laughs> excuse me, channel 11 severe weather center forecast. Oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Place and sex show. I have a, I have a problem. Uh, like, you ever have one of those earworms and you just can't get rid of it and you just keep singing the same song mm-hmm. over yes. and over and over again? Uh, or it's in your head and you can't get rid of it. What gotcha? Uh, I have a very unique one, and it is every time there's any silence in a room with more than, if I'm with somebody else, it yeah. pops into my head. I don't know why. If I'm by myself, I never think of it. But if somebody else is there and things are quiet, I automatically just start singing, actually aloud most times. If I say what's <laughs> I don't you know what. have done that Stop. several times recently here in the studio. I know. I can't stop doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> it, I think this song you got to get a keyboard to bring with you. I just think <laughs> this song is hilarious. And <laughs> when he, I just start singing it and I can't stop. And now I hope it's in everybody's head all day long so that they can all join me. I think maybe it's because of like where it lays in the album, and when you listen to the album, it kind of comes out of nowhere. You're like, wait a minute, what? What's? What is this song here? Dude, I can't even make fun of you. Most of the stuff that I end up singing throughout the day is from kids' shows. <laughs> like I sing Sophia the First theme song. And that's not cool to be in the bank. See, this song. I'm finding out what being royal's all about. <laughs> I caught myself singing Barbara Ann walking down the street, and then you sound like a crazy person. Barbara Ann. Yeah, that's a that's a bad one. I think I, there's something about, because Don't Look Back is an album that's coming off of the biggest, you know, rock debut in forever, and so everybody's eagerly anticipating it, and then you you throw it on, and you're like, yeah, Don't Look Back, first tune, it's a pretty good jam, and then The Journey comes on, and you're like... Okay, and then it's easy comes on. It's easy taking it day by day, and it kind of sounds a little bit like an up with people song. And you're like, all right, what's Boston doing with this album? And then a man I'll never be comes on, and you're like, oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Oh no, no, I need this to be a good album. This is gonna be bad. But then it has this huge comeback because the next song on the record is a total jam and and it just like makes it all better just feeling satisfied is next and then you're like okay boston we're back you got me back and then the next song is party and you're like yeah i'm into party right on they're gonna do this because it starts off in a tricks you a little bit and you're like oh no they're going they're going back into that place again why are they getting all mellow (laughs) and he's got a flange on his MIT guitar. Oh man! And then it ends with used to, used to bad news and don't be afraid. And you are left wondering, do I like this album or do I not? But look right there. This is the guitar case. Oh, in. just immediately you're like, okay, all right, Tom. Thank you. 
But a man I'll never be is the point in the album where you start to wonder, am I ever going to have Boston? <laughs> The way I used to have Boston. And then when Boston 3 came out, whatever that was, with Cool the Engines. Cool the Engines. Great tune. But Amanda was on that album. Oh, that's... So the problem with Amanda is, it is both a terrible and a great song. I think that's a... I've heard you sing this a bunch. Well, when Amanda worked here, (laughs) I sang it to her every time I saw her in the hallway, because how could you not? He's got a 36-string guitar there, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. It's Tom Schultz. He built it <laughs> after school one day. <laughs> it's such a good and bad song. He made it time. for Flutog. Huge why. hit for them. God, was that a big hit. They had three hits off that album, right? Wasn't it? Cool the Engines, Amanda, and there was one more. Oh, We're, we're Ready, which I actually love. Oh, that was a good song. Yeah. Which. So I would argue it's possible that album's better than Don't Look Back. Is that blasphemous? No. Oh. Sean Collier's here from Pittsburgh Magazine. See, I took their advice. Whenever they said, don't look back, I was like, okay, I won't. Yeah. No, but you have to, because that's the best album. They're like, don't look back. You're like, but I like that album better. All right, I'll look back. The next chunks would have been like, wait till the third one. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get better. (laughs) Don't look back is a great song. Party's a great song. Feeling satisfied. How about smoking? Smoking's not the first album, though. Feeling satisfied is the dance the night away of... Don't look back. <laughs> it's a song that restores a little bit of like, okay, all right. It's a little poppy, but I'll allow it. Because Dance the Night Away, when you first heard it, you're like, oh, yeah, dude. All right. Van Halen 2 is going to kick ass. And it kind of does, but it, it it's not Van Halen 1. Yeah. I don't know how to dance the night away, guys. <laughs> does anybody else? I think you just dance a bunch. It's, the sun comes up and you're like, Stop. guys, I'm done dancing. <laughs> the night's not away yet. David Lee Roth. It's kind of poppy though. Totally poppy. Did totally. you see the picture of him and 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 Eddie Van Halen jumping up in in some hallway with roller skates on? Recently? Yeah. Well, no, it's like a th- one of those like old throwback pictures. Okay. They're in some. Some hallway, it's a, a promo pick, and it looks like they're in the hotel from The Shining, and they're both jumping <laughs> the up super high, and they both have roller skates on. <laughs> you know, how you do with your buddy <laughs> before you dance the night away. The funny thing about David Lee Roth is you know that when you just hung out with him, he sounded exactly like he does on the records. He's like, whoa, uh-oh, here I come. And like right. after five hours, you're very like, dude, shut up. Would you just chill out? Do you think he threw that in? Like even when he was ordering his food, like I'll take a oh skinny papa, a turkey sandwich. <laughs> now, uh, dude, he graduated to scat. <laughs> no tomato. <laughs> Someone gave him a Louis Armstrong record right about women and children first, and he was like, you can do that. <laughs> He sounds like he's giving birth all the time. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, see, I hate to correct <laughs> yeah. you. The, the funniest thing about David Lee Roth is everything about David Lee Roth. <laughs> Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine. A couple movies out this weekend. Upgrade and Adrift. It sounds like I made those up, didn't it? Yes, I just yes. picked two words. We got a shipwreck movie. That's always fun. Shailene Woodley stars in Adrift. I like her. Based on the true story of a young couple who became stranded in the middle of the Pacific. After they ran into a hurricane, as is the case whenever I see a movie about something going wrong at sea, my reaction is very simple. Maybe don't go on a boat then. That'll clear that right up. And I'm not easily fixable. (laughs) I'm not talking about floating your boat outside the bucko game. The worst thing that's going to happen to you down there is you fall in and get a mouth of river water, which, as we all know, may not be water. (laughs) <laughs> look Look up combined sewer overflow. That's all I'm saying before you head down. But you want to tool your boat around the three rivers, fine. You want to get on the Gateway Clipper, that's fine. You want to take a cruise, maybe fine. Watch out for amniroviruses. But this movie is about two 20-something dingbats who agreed to steer a yacht across the damn Pacific Ocean. Tahiti to San Diego. So things do not go well for them. And all I think is... This is what happens when you go to the ocean. <laughs> Don't go there. It is not a place. You know where people very rarely get shipwrecked? Land. It doesn't happen that often. Plus, these two kids, and I'm sure their real-life counterparts were lovely people, but there's this opening scene where she's going through Tahitian customs, and she's like this latter-day hippie, right? It takes place in the 80s. She's like, I don't know how long I'll be here. I don't know what my final destination is. I'm just traveling, man. And at that moment, I'm thinking, I kind of want you to get eaten by sharks a little bit. (laughs) You should have this more planned. Get a job. Pay your damn bills. You can't drown in an office, can you, Shailene? Anyway, (laughs) the movie uh, Adrift is almost really good. The direction is good. I think she's a really talented actress. I like watching her. They nearly ruin it, though, with this dumb script. It does that thing where it starts with her waking up after the shipwreck. Then we flash back to when they meet. Then we go back to the shipwreck, then back to the beginning. And it just does these two timelines. It would have been so much better if they had just told the story in order. That's a growing complaint with me, the jumping. You know how Jaws started at the beginning? And not by having Brody say we're going to need a bigger boat in the first scene. (laughs) (laughs) Worked just fine. Adrift is not quite a waste of time. They did well with it. It's better than the virtually identical Robert Redford movie from a couple of years ago. Uh, I wouldn't tell you to stay away, but I wouldn't tell you to go to it either. I would, however, again, tell you not to go on a damn boat, especially around the Kenny Chesney concert. I understand they are not allowing that. We don't want none of that down there tomorrow. I do like Shailene Woodley. Oh, she's yeah, she's she's awesome. A tremendous uh, uh, performer and and really raw, really committed to what she's doing. I I like her. I a like lot. her uh, as a just as a a person too. Yeah. I like how she sh- sort of uses her platform uh, uh, for for the greater good. And she's one of those uh, celebrities who was in Pittsburgh for a while doing uh, the Fault in Our Stars, and by all accounts was was great to everyone. And she and hung out a dish a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she was very nice. Also, an upgrade. Uh, a sci-fi action flick uh, from Lee Whannell, who's kind of a, a graduated from a lot of the low-budget horror movies this, to, to a low-budget science fiction action movie. It's an okay Black Mirror episode. There you go. I love oh, that we have... love it, Randy. I love mm-hmm. that we have that shorthand now. It's like, have you seen a Black Mirror episode? It's one of those with more violence. I don't understand why you are so reluctant to enjoy great television. I probably... Is it kind of like... Um... 
night gallery or twilight zone yes, yes i probably would like it yeah it's like right up but your you alley. say it's no, all about yeah, the awful yes. things that that's she doesn't will happen in this yes. society the Whoa. the undertones of what how it has affected you in a negative way we're all yeah. doomed she doesn't want to steer into the, the doom. Val right. is so close to living in a cabin in the woods already <laughs> that she doesn't want that last push. My we're all doomed uh, attitude is not stem from having watched Black Mirror. But that it's from having lived it. That, <laughs> <laughs> but it's emboldened by it. Yes. Oh, it's, it exacerbates. It's you, you should still watch it. You should still watch I'll it. It's, it a, it's a great show. Upgrade uh, is basically a. a he he gets a a, a a Siri or an Alexa implanted in his in his neck, and and it can take over from time to time. And it turns out it has some ulterior motives for him, which I already don't trust Alexa. I don't trust it in the living room, let alone no. on my spinal cord. Yeah, seems like a bad idea. <laughs> if it's- I had a Siri or Alexa implanted in my neck, it would just constantly play Boston songs. <laughs> oh God, here it is again. Oh, oh, no. That song always sounded like something out of the Waiting for Guffman play that they put on. <laughs> Let me take you home tonight. Uh, so Upgrade is... All right. Yeah. That's, both hey, all right. Yeah, they're There's both... so many good movies in the theaters right now. You got Deadpool 2, you got Solo, you got uh, Infinity uh, uh, War. Avengers, yeah, still out. And I wanted to go... I, did, I didn't get to see beforehand. There's a, there's a new Jackass out this weekend. That'll be fun. Is it Jackass or is it... Uh... It's like Bad Grandpa in that there's a loose plot connecting the excuses for them to hurt themselves. Which Action I'm, point. Action point. I'm going to go. People falling down is always funny. Always funny. The Jackass movies are incredibly funny. They, they really are. I mean... I, uh, you can the ar- pain threshold of oh Johnny Knoxville cannot be overstated. I can't believe... Can't be. I, I cannot believe how hard those movies make me laugh. It was about two years ago or something like that. I, I remember telling you, like, I got home and it, it, they were playing one of the Jackass yeah. movies on, like, late. And I stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning because I could not stop laughing at how unbelievably funny those movies are. Still, that's what I want to see right now. Like, that's my escape. Out my balls. The whole, Silliness. We're all doomed. Like, balls. I just want to see <laughs> somebody shoot. Like one of those embassy guns with rubber bullets at Johnny Knoxville it, it in was one, underpants. It, it, at one point, like I, I was really messed up over a breakup, and the only thing that made me feel better was Jackass movies. And it's not just the falling; it's that it's just a collection of guys with punchable faces, just guys that look like they would be a douche to you at a bar, falling and screaming. That's always going to be great to me. Those guys are. I think those guys are all hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a big fan. Okay, so. Uh, so you know what you're. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna go. You know what you're gonna get from Action Point. Nothing that'll keep you away from the many concerts this weekend. Yeah, certainly. there's a ton. We're gonna talk about that uh, coming up next. If I say, well, what do you have? Uh, what do you have coming up? We're gonna talk about why bachelor parties might cease to exist. All right, Burt Kreischer is staying uh, over for another show. Burt Cast Live. His podcast is going to be taped live at the Rex Theater. Saturday, June 30th. It's the fourth show we've added to the DVE Comedy Festival, along with Doug Loves Movies, Doug Benson's podcast, which will be uh, recorded at 4.20 on Saturday afternoon at the Rex. Here's the thing. We are supposed to launch the on sale right now on Ticketfly.com through our website at TV.com, but Ticketfly got hacked. Mm. So there are hundreds of concerts around the country right now that, on are, hold. that are on hold. Yeah. So uh, these are two of them. So as soon as uh, Ticketfly writes the rudder, we'll be sure to let you know as soon as possible so that you can get on that. All right. Also, Michael have a little sports coming up here momentarily. Do you want to hear Brad Delp being awesome? Oh. 
longing to be the man that he'll never be. There's no way to find it. Yeah, dude, getting harder. As the hot rain comes down around them. How long, how long do you think the beer line is during this one at the live show? Oh, dude, Only with the guys. Dude, how long? How many puddles of tears are there All on right. the floor of old school Converse high tops? So that is from the album Infinity, and they actually had an album before that next. I said they came right out of Santana with that, but it was actually the second album. The first one just didn't do anything. So they were a little more jammy. And Greg Raleigh, who shares vocals with Steve Perry at the beginning of that, he was like, you know, the stalwart in Santana. I believe mm-hmm. he sang Black Magic Woman. Uh, him and Neil Sean, of course, leave uh, Santana. They start Journey. And I always wondered why Greg Wall- Raleigh uh, left Journey. And you can hear it in the song uh, anytime, feeling that way anytime, because uh, he starts singing. And it's like, oh, this is good. And then Steve Perry starts singing. And you're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and I have a feeling... They had a band meeting one day, and Steve Perry said, why don't we just stick with the parts that are great and not so much the good parts? Not just maybe good we put on the cutting room floor. And Greg Raleigh did an interview three years ago, and he talked about it, and he was like, "Uh, I always wanted to sing a song or two. A couple would have been nice, but then it got less and less. I don't think Perry liked me singing. It was never discussed, but I really think that's what was happening. Yeah, I'd say that was probably it. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> yeah. probably why. Safe bet. Yeah, it felt like they were listening to you less and less. And like, what should we do in this part? And he's like, in the background, or I can sing in that. <laughs> and they're like, so anybody else got any ideas? Uh, we just, I don't know, play some air keyboard or something. Coming up, Mike Pursuit has got your sports. The Buckos blow one again last night. Uh, another save for uh, Vasquez. Who was just uh, blown for Vasquez? That is four out of the last five, and uh, it's clear the name change was a horrible career move. <laughs> and game one of the NBA Finals ends in insanely stupid fashion. J.R. Smith, how about what? What publication had the headline? I think it was the Post. Who? New York who Post. shot? Not Jr. <laughs> it's good. It's great. It's good. Sports next. The- DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? The Pirates uh, are now six and a half games off the pace being set by Milwaukee in the NL Central Division and two games behind the third place St. Louis Cardinals after last night's come from ahead 10-8 loss in St. Louis. The Bucks lose uh, for the 10th time in 13 tries thanks to five runs allowed in the ninth inning. That turned an 8-5 to five lead into a 10-8 to eight loss. Felipe Vasquez gave up four hits, and another uh, one of the Cardinals reached on an error by Sean Rodriguez. The last of those four hits was a game-ending home run. Just an agonizing loss for the Bucks, who uh, continue to push their creativity in finding ways not to get the job done. They'll try it again in St. Louis tonight, and they will turn to Jamison Tyone, who's 2-4, and four. With a 4.53 ERA, he'll be opposed by Miles Mikolas, 6-0, 2.58 for St. Louis. Tyone has been scuffling, but perhaps trending up. He is 0-4 in his last 10 starts 
since uh, that now famous one-hit shutout of the Reds back on April the 8th. He's also 0-3 with a 5.47 ERA and five starts on the road this season. And Tyone hasn't won a road game since last August the 11th in Toronto. Those are uh, bad trends, but uh, he has given up three or fewer runs in five of his last six starts and in eight of 11 overall this season. So some good, some bad for Tyone, who needs to take another step. And uh, Pirates need another stopper-type effort, such as the ones they've gotten from Joe Musgrove the two times he's gotten the ball lately. Crazy uh, crazy stretch the Pirates are in, yeah. maddening stretch. Is this really who they are? This is kind of who we thought they were going to be. But was that a good start just uh, a facade? A facade. <laughs> I think it was a facade. Bucks and cards all weekend in St. Louis. The Steelers wrapped up their second week of OTAs yesterday on the south side. And the offensive linemen were talking about the perceived transition from Gerald Hawkins, uh, who was injured Wednesday. Uh, he was the backup tackle to Alejandro Villanueva and Marcus Gilbert. And uh, with Hawkins down and presumably uh, down for quite some time, uh, that backup swing job is going to fall to none other than rookie third-round pick Chuck Wuma, a core of four from Western Michigan, at least. That's the way Marcus Gilbert sees it. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to uh, to Gerald. Um, he was showing promise, you know, doing well and uh, – Doing what we asked him to do, you know, made a big jump this second week, was doing fantastic, had a great practice uh, the day before, and then, you know, the unfortunate injury happened. But um, new guy, he's going to have to, you know, step up and uh, show us what he's capable of. He's been showing a lot of promise out here. He's been moving um, a lot far ahead, more than the other rookies from what I've seen. So um, he's showing promise. You just have to keep building and knowing that he's a player away from being that guy. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unofficial designation, but uh, the starting linemen all think that the core four is now the guy, David Castro, among them. Oh, it sucks, man. No hurts. I mean, we were just talking about how well Hawk was playing. I mean, it's just like football's a brutal game. You know, it really is. Um, a guy like that, a young guy who's made some good strides, got some good reps last year for us in the game, and uh, you just feel for him. You feel for him, you feel for this team. So, uh, obviously, Chooks has got a big role to fill, and uh, – you got a good, good group, a good coach, and we'll do our best to get him ready. Yeah, David DeCastro <laughs> referencing Mike Munchak, the offensive line coach, and the good group. The, the starters know how important that backup position is, and they will do everything they can to bring a core four along. Chooks just got chucked into the deep end. Yeah. You know, it's like 6'6", 320 thereabouts. He's got the prototypical body to be an NFL tackle. Ramon Foster thinks he can be a franchise tackle someday, but he's also a guy who didn't start playing football so a sophomore year of high school, uh, a native of Nigeria. His family emigrated to suburban Detroit from Botswana in 2010. Didn't exactly grow up with the game. It's not natural to him. It's not instinctive to him. He's got a lot to learn and a short time to learn it. Football's not big in Botswana? I don't think it is. Hmm. He started out as a punter and kicker. When he first it's a pretty went, big punter. When he first went out. For, yeah, I think that's what the coach at Southfield High School thought. <laughs> Say, hey, maybe you should be playing line next year. We'll see where it goes. Stanley Cup final game three set for tomorrow night in Washington. Uh, we saw 6-4 Knights in game one. And uh, we saw 3-2 Caps in game two. Barry Trotz thinks it's going to look more like it did in game two than it did in game one. 
the rest of the way. Uh, while waiting on a plane yesterday at Dulles International Airport, he conducted a conference call with the, the hockey media and uh, talked about the first two games. Quote, I think last night was the truer indication of how the series is probably going to be, more so maybe than game one. I think both teams have a physical element. Both teams have a skill element. Both teams have a speed element. So I think it's going to be very similar. It might even intensify as we go on. Can't imagine this thing intensifying. It's been pretty intense so far. Uh, Gerard Gallant of uh, Vegas also uh, did a conference call with media as the two teams were transitioning from Vegas to D.C. Yesterday, uh, Gallant was asked if these are the two hardest-working teams in hockey. He said, quote, I think that's been the thing we've prided ourselves on all season long. There's no doubt Barry's team works hard. They're very competitive. So I would agree with that statement for sure. Can't, uh, no substitute for hard work, right? And there's also no substitute for knowing the score, particularly at the end of Game 1 of the NBA Final. The Cleveland Cavaliers found that out last night. They wind up uh, dribbling away the final seconds of regulation and end up losing to Golden State in overtime, 124-114. to 114. Brutal. How does that happen? Brutal. Um, you're real dumb. <laughs> 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 it's the DVE Morning Show with all these concerts this weekend. Don't forget, there's a free one downtown. Three Rivers Arts Fest kicking off. Mavis, Flippin' Staples. Perfect excuse to uh, play the uh, the last waltz version of The Wait, complete with Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers in tow. DVE. I pulled into Nazareth Feeling about just need to find a place where I can lay my head. Mr. Candy, tell me where a man might find a bed. He just grinned and shook my hand. No, was all he said.
going to be uh, tonight uh, at Three Rivers Arts Festival performing uh, live there for free. And uh, don't be surprised if she does that one. I hear Chesney does some covers. You think he'll do that one? Probably. Scott Paulson, ladies and gentlemen. I punch you in the face to see Kenny cause Kenny sings him songs about love. I'd kick you in the nuts. I'd set fire to your butt. I'd hit you with a bottle from above I'd call your mother the B-word to see Kenny Cause Kenny's songs are the ones I love to hear I'd punch your daddy's face I'd get sprayed with legal mace The cops would have to tease me out of fear Oh, Kenny Someone lend me ten percent of fifteen grand. That's my bail. I demand. Oh, Kenny, I'd kick your windshield in to see Kenny, cause Kenny makes me feel like having fun. I'd vomit in the river. This time next year I'll need a liver. I'd sing his songs, but I don't know a one. I'd make a fool of myself to see that Kenny. I'd show you everything that I have got. I'd step on broken glass, drop my pants and show you my... Could someone please go get me a tetanus shot? Oh, Kenny. Someone lend me ten percent of fifteen grand. That's my bail that they demand. Let's set sail for Hinesfield with Kenny.
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Scott Paulson. Have a great weekend. This is Andre Costello and the uh, Cool Miners from his new album, Resident Frequencies. They'll be playing for free in Market Square. Deutschtown going downtown. A little preview, a little preview. of the Deutschtown Music Festival. I like for it. For free downtown like tomorrow in Market Square. Uh, they'll be playing with Grand Piano, also the Lopez, Lo-Fi Delphi. It's a great uh, evening of music there. And that's going on while the Arts Fest is happening simultaneously. So there's so much music this weekend. I hope you'll get out to get uh, and see some. John Collier, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. A uh, bit different than the normal comedy plug. So I started a theater company. Not what anyone saw coming, Whoa. I'll admit. Uh, Curveball. Three of my best friends, uh, Renee Rabinald, Dana Custer, and Ariella Furman, we're doing original immersive theater. Uh, that means it's not in a theater, it's in a, pool. in a place. And you're part of the show, and we're working on the show right now. I'm writing the show and co-directing it. It's a new arts organization, though, so we need a little bit of help. We've got a Kickstarter campaign running uh, right now. You can go to my Twitter, at SeanCollierPGH. You'll find the link. If you could kick in a couple of bucks, great. If not, watch the trailer, see what we've got brewing for later this fall. Really appreciate anybody's help. And also, in unsurprising news, I will be part of the Roast of Harry Potter tomorrow night at Club <laughs> Cafe, hosted by John Dick Winters. Comedy Roulette. I'm playing Severus Snape. Whoa. Going against type. Yeah. You're, going that's, exactly That's off-brand for you. That show's yeah. selling out. I think it's going to be. Good. Yeah, that'll quite, be quite awesome. Well. Yeah. Roast right. to Harry Potter tomorrow night. Be a lot of fun. Club Cafe. All right. Good deal. Uh, also, RDB Comedy Fest increased by one show. We've added another. It's Burt Kreischer's Birdcast live. Now, originally, those tickets were supposed to go on sale right now, but Ticketfly has a bug in the system. A fly in the ointment, if you will. Ghost in the machine. A monkey in, in the, the wrench. A monkey in the wrench. What have you. Technical difficulties, a.k.a. the Russians hacked them. So we got to wait till Ticketfly figures it out until you'll be able to buy tickets. As soon as we have confirmation that they've got everything secured, we'll let you know, and then you got to buy your tickets quick for that one. Burt Cast, the fourth show added to the DBE Comedy Festival. That'll be Saturday, June 30th, a 9 p.m. show at the Rex Theater. Bill, you got anything this weekend? They just have to turn the router off and turn it back on <laughs> again, and I think I, uh, that will be good. No, I, I just hope everybody can get out there and see some, some live music. And to get down to the Arts Fest, uh, our our buddy Dave DiCello, great Pittsburgh photographer, has his own tent. I think it's the fifth one in when you get into the uh, the area down there at Point State Park. Go support your local artists. Because it kind of makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It does. All right, that's it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Michelle's coming up next. She'll have the electric lunch at noon. Sean McDowell for the ride home. Tons of music. Stay safe. Stay dry. And rock out. It's the summertime in a bird. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. So now you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.